What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. Um, we got some interesting details about the Batman, some that has uh, people a little bit frustrated, some that may have surprised some people, though may have people intrigued. So with that tease right there, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, leave it there and, and let you know, let you guys matter on that before we talk about that in a bit. Also, uh, Zack Snyder, we haven't talked about him a lot in a while because it seems like there's just always constant rumors about the Snyder Cup. But there was an interesting development that seemed to be revealed this week, so we'll touch on that. Also, another wrinkle in the storyline regarding what's going to happen with New Mutants. I'll, detail, I'll give you those details in a moment as well. And... CW, we are we are doing a two episode recaps this week that includes Batwoman and The Flash. These seasons have ended abruptly and uh, four episodes short of the normal end of twenty three episodes. Uh, well, at least one of them and Batwoman at twenty, The Flash ended at nineteen. Uh, these shows that will be coming back next year will not be coming back. Well, we come back to next year. They won't be coming back in the fall as we're accustomed to seeing. They'll be debuting in June, and there'll be some new shows joining them. One that I think really surprised a lot of people, so we'll talk about that as well. Joining me are my co-hosts, beginning with Shamari Stewart and Sham. I do want to mention quickly a follow-up to our uh, story from last week with Rob Rob Liefeld pretty much going wild on Marvel and Kevin Feige uh, in regards to their, I guess what he feels, lack of motivation or incentive or urgency in making a Deadpool um, Deadpool movie. Obviously, we've had two Deadpool movies with Fox, and now that Deadpool is under the Disney umbrella, I think Marvel clearly is still trying to figure out how to, you know, weave in those Fox characters like Deadpool, the X Men, the Fantastic Four, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they've created. Liefeld went crazy, basically said there's no plan, nothing's gonna happen, nothing is happening, and that it was a ridiculous sham that he was doing Shang Chi and Ant Man before Deadpool three. Obviously, those remarks face criticism. We criticized them on this show. He's come back and responded, and here's what he has said. I'll read you his quotes here. He said, Do I know that there is no movement on a Deadpool 3 right now? I know that, yes. And does that worry me? No, not at all. What I did was I answered a question honestly, and what I learned this week is just lie. Just tell people everything is lollipopping unicorns and rainbows, and you'll be better off in your life. Because people want to uh, want to be lied to. Just because some guy says, yeah, we're moving along, that's code for, there's nothing to see here. Then, you know, one of the things I raised, Sham, was clearly he's not getting a check. And that seemed to be why he was doing this. And then he, I guess, in hearing that response, kind of shot back. Not that my response, but just the response people have been saying about that. And he said, quote, I have... Deadpool revenue streams that have existed since 1991, I already get paid. If you make this movie or not, I'm getting a fat check. So that's <laughs> Liefeld uh, in his response to some of the uh, pushback he got for his comments last week. Your response, Sham? Uh, I don't know, man. This sounds like a clown. I mean, he sounds like a, <laughs> a grade A clown meme. You know, just it's very, it's very unfortunate. You know, because you want these writers and these creatives to have their head on straight. Though it's 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 not really a surprise that the Deadpool creator doesn't have his head on straight. You know, <laughs> you kind of you kind of feel like you have to be off on a significant level to create a character as crazy as Deadpool. 
But, I mean, it seems to be the case because, I mean, what is going on with him? You know, something isn't, I mean, something isn't, uh, you know, something's not, not clicking with him. I mean, he needs to understand that Marvel, they own Deadpool now. It's up to them whether they want to, he's kind of shouting, he's just shouting into nothing. If they want to do nothing with Deadpool for four years, personally, first of all, they're giving me so much content. I'm not shouting for Deadpool right now. No one is. And maybe that's what's bothering him. I don't know. But no one is shouting for Deadpool right now. No one's shouting from the rooftops saying, where is my Deadpool? We want Deadpool. Only like crazy diehard Deadpool fans. And even they, I, I, I mean, are they doing that now? Now of all times? <laughs> are they doing no. that right now? As someone who's you know? a part of that fan base, no, that is not happening. So that's very strange. It's very strange that he's choosing now to kind of have this meltdown. So it's very bizarre, and it seems like he really doesn't have his head on straight, you know. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just weird and very unfortunate. Can yeah, you on the show as well. Uh, what's up, man? Uh, what do you think of uh, Livefell's comments? Yeah, I mean, him saying that he's seen the Marvel slate over the next five years, I don't believe it. Is one of the foolish things I've ever heard. I don't believe it. Kevin he's, Feige, he's, he's heard of a slate somewhere. He hasn't seen it. No Kevin one, no Feige, one showed him the piece of paper. Doesn't show his five year <laughs> slates. Five years of twenty twenty five, Shamari. Like Feige doesn't have that slate. Feige, like he doesn't show that slate to his actor. That's one of the biggest secrets that is held in all of Hollywood is the Marvel Studios five to ten year plan. So I know for a fact that they didn't give it to this this guy Rob Liefeld, who isn't a movie maker. He isn't a filmmaker. All he did was make Deadpool. Great. Um, but I mean, a lot of. Uh, Point being, there are a lot of comic book writers that have created characters, that have taken on characters, maybe pushed characters from where they were to from obscurity to superstardom. You don't hear them like attaching themselves to them to that character consistently. If you're Rob Liefeld, stop trying to piggyback off of Deadpool. It was a great, it was a great uh, creation. But how about you go out? You go out and make another Deadpool. Stan Lee doesn't, didn't just say, oh, I created Spider-Man, I created Spider-Man, I, I created Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he created a lot of characters, he created a whole universe. So that is, that is, that's where I'm like, I look at Rob Liefeld, I'm like, look, it's a great job you did, but what does that have to do with you needing to know the slate for, for Marvel Studios? Or that, are you calling the shots and saying Marvel needs to make a Deadpool movie? Stop I worrying about Deadpool. Did someone ask him about this? Why Why was he ranting about this in the first place? I mean, I believe these were in conversations in some sort of media outlet, I would hope. I feel like it was some I, kind of interview, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think he may have went off, went off on social media on some level. But, but yeah, these these were weird. Um, I, there's nothing really Marvel can do but just yeah continue to stay quiet. There's really no point in commenting. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just not a good look. I don't know why he... I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't care. That he just sounds really bitter and petty. I mean, it's not a good look. Maybe yeah, I mean he's sounds, a, right. Yeah, he's he so, created. Oh, he yeah, sounds sorry. like he, sorry. I was gonna say he sounds like you know your typical carnival barker. He sounds like the crazy dude, uh, you know, yelling on the corner, who everybody ignores because you know he's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know how. And look, I mean, Rob has always been um, again a kind of a outspoken dude he's not someone's gonna hide his tongue he's not someone who's gonna you know try to clean things up for the sake of you know how 
maybe politics. Uh, yeah politics or how uh, how he's going to be perceived. So in some ways, this is is in some ways par for the course for him. But I just think that he didn't understand um, just how much. Considering when you put Kevin Feige's name in your mouth, like it just gonna it's gonna create a lot more attention. And um, when he did that, I think he realized that was a big mistake. And now he's kind of like making excuses. He's blaming and the whole thing about I'm getting a fat taking... check regardless. Let's let's be real. That's, His that's check would cap. get a lot bigger. Yeah, they made a Deadpool movie like that. Yeah, that's on, just man. not. I mean, what's that? That's like a guy saying like. In the NBA, well, yeah, you whether or not I make two million or ten million, I'm getting a fat check anyway. Like, well, that's eight million dollars you lost. <laughs> so, what's the point? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah you just sound. First of all, you sound like a clown. And in these times, you shouldn't be talking about my finances are so great. Oh, I'm, my finances are, gonna be, are are healthy regardless. Like, that's just that's that's not the way. That, yeah, yeah, especially now. That's, that's just not a good look. PR wise, man. Like, his, if I'm like, a publicist, I'd be like, this is a bad yeah, move. No, shut up. And like. And, like, um, and I don't know, like, I don't know. He he just needs to, someone needs to tell him to calm down. And I don't believe him when he says he's not upset about this. If he's not upset about it, then why are you ranting and raving about it? Yeah. You know, like, why are you talking about how you've seen the slate when you haven't? You know, I don't, I don't know if anyone believes that he's seen the whole slate. And... And talking about how they have they have no plans for any Deadpool, like why why are we talking about this? So it's, he he sounds even just in reading the comments, he sounds very upset about it. Yeah. You know, he sounds very upset about it. He doesn't even sound like kind of upset. He it sounds like he's very upset about and it. And this doesn't put any this is, this puts not one iota of pressure on Marvel Studios. To no, make not at all. Movie. No, it doesn't. Make them less interested, but it just doesn't make them more interested in making a Deadpool because he's not on their radar. Nothing Rob Liefeld does makes them want to or not want to make a Deadpool movie. Yeah, so and I don't think he has. I don't think he has enough positive clout for for us fans to hear Liefeld say something and be like, "Oh, they should do that now." Like, right. like I made the point last week that is can a case be made that Marvel is is, is slow walking, uh, you know, inclu- including these Fox characters. Yes, I think that there's a a case to be discussed for sure. But this guy and the way he's going about it is never going to move the needle in that conversation at all. He sounds too he sounds too um, outlandish, and he doesn't have a big enough name for for him to make a dent. Which is why I feel like this whole thing was just was like just so was purposely over the top for the sake of just trying to grab headlines. So it's mm-hmm. like, what's the best way to grab headlines when you're Rob Liefeld and no one really has anything to say about you or what you've done anything recently? Just call out Kevin Feige and yell at the top of your lungs about how Marvel is disrespecting your character. And that's like. That's the, it's the only way he got a headline. Like otherwise, we'd never be talking about him. If he went when he came out and had a you know a very modest opinion about some other topic in regards to superhero movies, superhero television, we wouldn't be doing talking about it on this show. No one would be writing headlines about it. Exactly. So you know, I don't think the man is foolish. Or, well, I don't think he's stupid. Rather, so I think that he knew that. So I would argue this is still foolish, but I don't think he's stupid. So he knew that this would be the only way to kind of generate 
attention, which he has, but it's, it's not generating good attention. Like, I don't think people are looking at these attention. comments and saying, oh, yeah, no, he's right. They need to make a Deadpool movie, like, now. I think people are looking at him being like, yo, dude, why are you bugging? Like you, sound, you? Like, yeah. you sound, like you sound crazy. Like we we're, we're 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 beyond the okay. Let's talk about Marvel's plans with Deadpool. We're more like what's what are, what are you on? What's up? What's going on? Like I said, I immediately went to the money situation, and then what does he do? He immediately talks about oh, I'm fine. I'm financially fine, and that's just like again, it's it's, it's just because someone has money doesn't it, that's that's like one of the stupidest uh, alibis that people sometimes accept. In terms of like explaining why someone wouldn't do something out of greed, <laughs> like it's called greed because yep. it doesn't matter <laughs> how much money you have, you want more. That's the point of it, and that's always people's go-to move, whether they have money or not. Sometimes they lie, but either way, sometimes people actually do have money and they say, "Why would I need this? I have money." It's like, yeah, because no rich person has ever tried to do more or even do things illegal. To try to get make them make sure they have more money, <laughs> like, like okay, you get checks from Deadpool. Let's say that that's one hundred percent accurate. Why wouldn't you want more money from a movie? Like, I'm, I'm supposed to think, oh, well, that that takes away that incentive. It's not like, oh, if I lose, if I do a movie, I'm not going to get the Deadpool money from my books. No, you're no going to get more money. Yeah, no <laughs> so one's saying this guy's going to go broke because Deadpool's not coming out. Right. We're just saying. Well, yeah, like you have a lot of monetary gains exactly. from a Deadpool movie coming out, whether it be any type of royalty, <laughs> whether it be uh, appearances because the Deadpool character is relevant. There's a lot of things that he has to gain through a Deadpool movie coming out. <laughs> right. So, of course, that would be great for him. And that, uh, whether it be a conscious or a subconscious motivation for him to want a Deadpool movie, he can deny it. Say I'm not even thinking about that, but doesn't sound like you're not thinking about it. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It sounds like you're putting a lot of thought into it. Yeah, and and putting Kevin Feige's name in his mouth. If that's because then that's the question. It's like, all right, we we logically came to the to the conclusion. All right, he's frustrated clearly, and why is he frustrated? Well, probably because he's losing money off them not making a Deadpool movie, or he's not making as much money as he probably would if they were making a Deadpool movie. That's one way of looking. If he says it's not because of that. Then tell us why are you upset, man? Yeah, he claims he's not upset, but it's clear he is. Yeah, you sound very. Yeah, it's like why? Why are you so frustrated that Deadpool's <laughs> not coming out? Don't and don't lie to me and say it's because Deadpool is more important than every other than Shane Chi. Because that's just like it's coming out eventually, man. Like <laughs> that makes those, we've already had two Deadpool movies that were fine. I look it's either that or you just you have a serious problem with Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige. Yeah, like a very personal problem. Yeah, that's, what that's the only other that's the only <laughs> other thing. So I don't know, but Rob Liefeld, we've already given this guy way too much. We've yeah, already given him more airtime. Too much, much airtime. He probably yeah, this is the last time. This is the last time, unless Feige, you know, probably addresses him that I'm talking about Rob Liefeld on this show. Because yeah, I agree, he's got a lot of time. But I just I did think the the listeners needed to get that follow up uh, on on that whole story and that craziness that we talked about last week. Um, Let's move to what is our top story this week, which is Robert Pattinson. And the story is fascinating to me because I think I remember when we talked about the Pattinson casting and when any major casting like this is going to be a lot of controversy. There's going to be a lot of polarization around it. Um, but one of the things that, you know, as someone like me who has never watched Twilight and I really haven't watched 
a lot of Pattinson stuff. The one thing I did like about the casting of Pattinson was I felt like they found someone who understood what it was like to be part of a franchise that has a rabid following. And there's a level of responsibility and there's a level of scrutiny that comes with that. And I thought he handled it marvelously. Um, I mean, he became a superstar overnight, it felt like. And everything from his acting ability to his relationship with his co-star, all of it was just front and center. I thought this guy couldn't have handled it with more class. So I thought that from that aspect, DC was very smart to pick him. But I got to be honest, I am kind of raising an eyebrow at these quotes he had in this GQ uh, magazine. Uh, they did a cover story with him. It was a, it was a um, obviously since there's no, we're all social distancing, we're in a quarantine state in most states. Um, they couldn't go and do a shoot with him, so he had to do a self-portrait, which was kind of cool that he did it. It was a little weird, but, I mean, that's GQ, you know. They're always a little eccentric, I guess, with their uh, with their photo shoots. But uh, in talking about the Batman, one of the things that I think uh, did um, catch my attention was when he spoke about his preparation for it and how he is not working out during this quarantine. Um, he said that uh, the actors and the people that who... Uh, exercise frequently and who constantly um, work on their fitness are, quote, part of the problem. He said that you set a precedent that he thinks, I guess, is not really believable or fair to him or to, I guess, society. He said uh, no one was doing this in the 70s. Even James Dean, he wasn't exactly ripped, he said. Uh, and this is kind of fascinating because uh, he's, he's it kind of juxtaposed what... Um, we see or we've heard Zoe Kravitz has been doing where she's been working out like crazy, like five days a week, trying to stay in shape to play Selena Kyle Catwoman. And now we have Pattinson saying, quote, literally, I'm just barely doing anything. Um, they've sent Warner Brothers has sent trainers and people to help him work out and uh, he doesn't do it. So he he look, uh, I'll go first on this, actually. Um, he, he got a lot of heat for this from some people. Here's what I'll say. I think that the, I do have a level of disappointment because I think that that whole idea of understanding the brand you're a part of and understanding the responsibility that I thought he understood, he seemed to miss the boat a little bit here. Um, people take this stuff seriously, man. And, and it doesn't sound like he's taking the, the, the physical aspect of being Batman serious enough. My question would be, is this Matt Reeves saying, I don't need you to be ripped? Like, you know, just take care of yourself? Is it, or is this him just kind of going rogue? It, it's, it's, it was weird to me that he even did this, considering where they are in the place of shooting. The photo shoot was weird. I don't, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say this. I, I'm hoping Pattinson's doing okay. <laughs> um, this seemed odd to me. This photo shoot seemed odd. These quotes seem odd for someone who knows and understands that this kind of thing is going to ruffle some feathers. And I think there there is definitely a point to be made overall about what he's trying to say and that our expectations for our actors and especially our actresses um, for their physical appearance is... Could, is very detrimental for sure. He is one hundred percent right about that. But you can't take the role of Batman and then stand on this rock and be like, "I'm gonna I'm die on this hill." 
Like, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help the company. It doesn't help the fans. If you don't want that responsibility, don't take the role. And that's kind of my feeling on it. I'm not tripping about it because, I mean, the guy was working out before. So how how bad of, out of shape could he have gotten in two months? I don't I don't know. He didn't look that bad in the photo shoot in terms of his physical fitness. So if they start shooting next month, which maybe is a possibility, the UK I know is allowing uh, movies and stuff to kind of get back going. I know the Batman and uh, I think Doctor Strange, one of these movies, they're not starting yet. Um, but to me, I think that they're, 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 that I think unless this was going to be some kind of prolonged thing, we're talking about six months and he's saying he's not ever going to work out. Yeah, that's a problem. Two months, I think he'll survive. I think he'll be fine. But I don't know. What, I don't know. What about you, Kendall? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, do I understand why people are frustrated? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to be one of those people. Everyone has a right to, to their own opinion. Um, I, I think I think Pattinson is being some people feel there's a sentiment out there. Some people feel he's trolling. That he's not being serious about this. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know on what level he's trolling. Um, do I do I think he's worked out on some level? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he's just completely like losing himself. Uh, since he pictures of him jogging since he got the role. One picture of him jogging that kind of went viral, right? Where he looked in shape, you know, like I like, I, you know, I we don't know when this we don't know when this quarantine is going to come out. You know, I'm not even sure. I'm assuming he's in California, but I'm not sure where he is. But like, it's hard for me to tell a guy when you don't know when you're going to start filming to stay ready. You know, like he's not like right. he's not like an athlete where like yeah, once this quarantine's up, like season starts. You know, so stay ready. You know, I guess. I mean, I'm assuming filming will start fairly, fairly. Now you quickly, do say but. that, but I'm gonna. You know, I've had some source reporting on the Batman. What I will say is, Warner Brothers is telling them that. Interesting. <laughs> um, I'm gonna leave that there, but Warner Brothers has made it very clear to everyone involved. You know, be ready to have to come out again. Maybe people who didn't think they'd have to come out anymore. Right, right. He's telling, they're telling him, hey, be ready. Maybe have to come out again because of how this whole thing kind of messed everything up. Interesting. So, um, I don't know Robert Pattinson. That's, you know what I'm saying? So, if they're telling people that, then they're telling him that for sure. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think that uh, we're talking about, like, uh, his, his comments, like, I, I feel like, you know, people are taking them and, and saying, you know, he doesn't care about Batman and he doesn't care about the role. And I think, you know, I think in part we've kind of, you know, Affleck, especially, very, very big. He bulked up to an extreme. He bulked up to a Batman the Animated Series look. And, like, <laughs> you know, you can do that, you know, but, like, Michael Keaton, I saw some people like Michael Keaton was a twig. You know, I mean, he wasn't a twig, but, you know, he was a skinnier guy. He was skinny, man. And he's still skinny. Yeah, he's still a skinnier guy. And so, look, do I think think Pattinson has to be huge to play uh, Batman? I don't think he has to be huge. Um, 
so I think this is a situation where I think people are I, the tone. I mean, sure, the tone probably could have been a little better than what he said, but you know, he brings up you know how Zoe Kravitz is is putting in hours in the gym, essentially putting in hours, working on a regimen, trying to get in shape to play Catwoman, and he's like, "I'm not doing that." And <laughs> obviously, again, you hear that stuff and you're like, uh, I mean, he's definitely not. He's not framing it in a way that's supposed to look positive in himself. I think he understands that. I think he understands I'm not going to come across as, like, you know, like Chris Evans. Like, I'm just putting all the effort in to, to play this character. But I'd be more alarmed personally if if he said, I never read a Batman comic and I have no intention on reading any Batman comics to get ready to play yeah, this character. That would, be, that would be more problematic. That would be certainly more problematic because I'd be like, man. I mean, you're trying to play Bruce Wayne and Batman, and you don't even know who he is. <laughs> but, but the physical appearance thing—I mean, we all got past the Gal Gadot stuff. You know, her not being the biggest Wonder Woman, and and she got stronger. She put in the work, so I'm not going to put put that against her. But Robin Pattinson is not the smallest guy. I mean, they didn't pass—they didn't cast some shrimp to play Batman. So, I think we'll be fine, or I think he'll be fine. Um, I don't think his lack of effort in in the physical appearance is the reason why this movie could be bad. Uh, Matt Reeves is very, very serious about this movie. He's talked about it right. multiple times. He's, he's has very high expectations for this movie. So uh, if that's the case, I don't think that they would have casted Robert Pattinson if they if they thought Robert Pattinson was going to have some super nonchalant attitude and was just going to come in do the job, go home, and that's it. Like a clock in, clock out. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's a clock in, clock out situation. I think I think he's just focusing his, I think he's focusing his attention on other stuff. He's already talked about how he's watched different movies and he's watched different, you know, things of Batman to get ready for the role. So that to me is a little more encouraging than, you know, than I am discouraged by the, by the workout comment. Right. Um, now I'm gonna be honest. I'm not concerned about this at all. I really, I, I think this is mostly almost a non-story. Um, like I really, I mean, no disrespect to people that are like kind of their heads are exploding over this. I don't expect him to. I don't really want him to get jacked. You know, I don't expect him to because I know there was a lot of press about him being jacked, and it was interesting. I was surprised when Affleck showed up and he was jacked. I mean, it was cool to see because it was different. But I don't need, I don't need him to be jacked. Um, I was I was actually kind of in, very intrigued to see kind of a a leaner, not like not a twig, which he's not a twig. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, he's not a twig. You know, yeah. he's got he's got some meat on him. He's, he's but he's like kind of tall, kind of a, has a stature to him, but he's not like he doesn't have to be Brock Lesnar. You know, right. he doesn't have to be someone that's <laughs> so it's gonna snap me in half. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. need my Batman to be like that. All I need him to do is stay in shape, honestly. And that's what if I were Matt Reeves, that's what I'll be telling him: stay in shape, be remain lean, remain healthy. You know, don't lose a ton of weight, don't necessarily gain a ton of weight. Remain in shape. That's what I would tell him. And I also tell him, look, we're gonna have you do some, maybe some karate, some this, some that. You know, once we get to start doing the action scenes, you know, you'll get him down packed, and we'll be good. In and out, boom, boom, boom. Like I think I don't think it's gonna be a thing where he needs to be. You know, where he's preparing for a football season, you know, where he needs to be, he needs to be hitting the weights, right. he needs to be hitting the gym or, you know, I, I don't I don't need him to be doing any of that stuff. I really don't. 
So I'm not concerned about this at all. You know, Bale didn't. I know. I mean, I know Bale looked looked good for his role, but he didn't. He didn't look like someone that was that. You know, where I'm like, yo, he put in a lot of work. I mean, I don't. You know, it just. I don't know. I just need him to look. And the way he looks now, which I'm just, you know, just kind of glancing through browsing, look at different recent photos of him. That's fine. If he stays like that, doing what he's doing, that's perfectly fine. So, yeah, just mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm really not concerned about this. I think I think people went crazy over it. Need to calm down. Uh, and I think another thing that kind of it gives me hope is having seen some of his recent work. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he takes acting very seriously. I don't think he's just gonna. I, he's I don't not think. Where I'm, yeah. I think he's just gonna kind of just play ah whatever. And this doesn't seem like an. He's, this is a Mortal Kombat. Also, it is Batman, but it isn't a movie where, you know, I'm gonna be right. seeing his face and he's gonna be kicking, punching, and, and killing. And I guys. think that's also the point. You know, you I know, think they don't want him to be huge because I yeah. think that's the point of this movie. Yeah, that's not the point of this movie. This isn't that kind of movie, yeah. clearly. So I'm not concerned about it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, look, it's. I mean, yeah, there, there are some pictures from you know 2019 where he looks, you know, in like you know good shape again, like not not here to body right. shame or anything, but he looks like definitely someone. He was Batman. That would make sense. I just, I think to me, it was not necessarily the the action or the issue at hand of whether or not he's working out. I don't think he's gonna let himself go in a way that's gonna be embarrassing for the company. I think it's the cavalier reaction and the cavalier response and the cavalier attitude towards this aspect of this character that I think I was surprised to see him take that route again, especially considering what he is, what he's been a part of in the past. I just think that um, to me, there's no, there's no troll. He shouldn't be trolling anybody. If that's what he was doing. That was really stupid. Um, we don't need any trolling at this time. Um, we should only be bringing people joy. Everyone's really, you know, wired anyway because of the coronavirus thing. You really shouldn't be trolling anybody when you're the Batman. Um, and you shouldn't be saying that the expectation that Batman should be fit is stupid. That's not, that's a, that's a dumb statement to me. Like that's, even if you do believe that, it's just, it just doesn't, what, what does that do? Because no one, no one's sit, sitting around saying, "Oh, Robert Pattinson, right? Like Batman should be fat." Like no one, no one's saying that. So, what did you accomplish other than just ruffling feathers? Um, and that's, I think, was more alarming to me. It was like, do you truly understand what you've gotten yourself into with this role? If this is the attitude you're taking towards Batman's fitness, because that's very serious, you know. And you know, you're not playing the Hulk. You're not playing Thor. You're not playing um, even someone like Wolverine. Like you don't have to be just like you know, like you know Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire, like thick. Like nobody's saying you have to be that big. But do you have to be lean and cut? And you know, I'm, I'm I think about the scenes with you know with uh, you know Bruce Wayne, uh, Christopher uh, uh, Christian Bale, you know, doing the push-ups in the cave or. Uh, you know, in in you know, you know, uh, Dark Knight Rises or in the first movie, you know, fighting with the league and stuff. Like he wasn't. I've seen the picture. I was looking at him just now. He wasn't like j- crazy Jack, but he was cut. He was ripped, and he looked like Batman. I don't. We don't. We don't. I'm saying I, those scenes we have to see. We do have to see Robert showing that like physical 
uh, discipline in regards to like the character showing that physical discipline in his craft and in his body. Because we know Batman cares deeply about that. And if he's saying, oh, that doesn't really matter. Well, I, I, I just hope that there isn't a scene where it does matter because then that's going to be a shame. You know, we have we have talked about in the past, especially when the whole Batmobile thing came out, we talked about, wow, I mean, this is this is very 1960s Batman-esque. And, you know, I, I even just... Yeah, Kendall just showing me. Yeah, I just pulled up the picture of Adam West, picture man. Picture of Adam West. Man, Obviously. Dude, dude was out of shape. He was, out of, he was an out of shape <laughs> Batman. He was out of shape. And, I mean, he, he, no one cares. I mean, obviously it was a different time, but... Different time, different Batman. But, he's, <laughs> but he dude played Batman. out of shape. Because there's been the argument, oh, you know, because he brought up the whole James Dean never had to, you know, get in shape or whatever. And, you know, some people were like, oh, well, James Dean never played Batman. You know, now you're playing Batman. I'm like, but Adam West, <laughs> Adam West played Batman at the same time. And he was, I mean, I don't know. So obviously, again, different character. But it, it really, what we have to know is, I have to see a trailer. I have to see what is this movie. Yeah. Is this movie a, a fight? Is it a kick punch type thing where, you know, he's it's all hand-to-hand combat? Or is it less Is it less of that? Is it less well, hand-to-hand combat than we even got that it, than yeah, the Dark Knight. I told you guys. I told you guys. I don't think that. I think that the people who are hoping for that movie won't get it. Right. Which and, could yeah. lead to some of why he feels this part of his job is un is unimportant. It's, it's, it is. It's unnecessary. And I think Reeves told him that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think he told him. He's like, he probably. I think he asked him. I think that's one of the first things he said, or one of the first things they talked about. I'm sure Pattinson was like, hey, so do I have to get like, do I have to get really big? You know, do I have to? Reeves do, might have told him. Don't he probably told him like, nah. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly believe at one point they've had that conversation. Yeah, where he was like, "What? What do you want me to physically look like?" He probably, he's like, "Just stay." He probably told honestly, he probably told stay how you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't. You know, you look, you're good shape. You yeah. know, you yeah, kind of have a good kind of firm soldier, firm yeah. shoulders, kind of good stature to you. Stay, keep that physique. Right. We you know we'll teach you the moves that you need to know, and you're good. Because we also, we also can't forget that like. You know, I understand, like, there is some level of, like, yo, Batman is a superhero, but, like, he's also human. And mm-hmm. as long as he looks like he's in good physical condition, right? like, like you can, if you watch the UFC, like, the dudes that aren't, like, heavyweights and, like, light heavyweights, like, yeah. Conor McGregor isn't, like, stacked, like, muscles on muscle, but he's <laughs> right, one of the yeah. best fighters in the world. Yeah. I wouldn't want to fight Conor McGregor, but he doesn't look, look like he's a superhero. Like... So is it impossible that someone that looks like Robert Pattinson could be... Yeah, and, like, that, and that could be pretty interesting to see as well. Right. Is, is it impossible that someone like that looks like Robert Pattinson, who's your normal, probably in-shape guy, could be, like, a really good fighter? And, like, maybe not, again, I'm not expecting him to fight Superman, but, like, could he be a really, a, a more, a, a very, very above-average fighter who, like, is a, a master detective? I think it's possible. I just think, and I think the Conor McGregor thing, while Conor is cut, he's not... Muscles yeah, he's cut. Yeah, obviously. On you know, he's not a guy think. you see and you're right. like, oh my god. Yeah, you know? right. I think the like, one thing though I would say is, I wouldn't expect that from necessarily a UFC fighter or um, or a Robert, but I'm expecting that from Batman. I think that's where the the difference lies. Is Batman has he does to me have to look a certain way. I don't think that he can look just like anybody and i think that you know the 90, the 60s batman 70s batman i think that kind of 
it's kind of in its own lane, like the whole Adam West, that whole thing. Like, I can't really compare that to now. I'm not saying you guys were, but I just think I, I can't even, they, you could never get away with that today. Um, <laughs> I think that right. there is, and the problem is patents in the saying, the expectations you guys have for Batman are wrong. No, I, you're, no, you're wrong, fam. The, the expectations of Batman but, are what they are. He's been a certain way in regards to who he is as a character for a hundred years, almost 70 years, 75 years. I think he had his 75th birthday uh, last year. Like that's not on me. You chose that role. Don't tell me, me don't tell me, Oh, I shouldn't expect something from a role that you're playing. You chose a character that's been around for 75 years. that had a certain expectation. That's your, that's your problem, fam. That doesn't sound like a me problem. So my question is like, when you look at Robert Pattinson saying, you know, the expectations are are wrong, I think he may be saying, like what we're talking about, where the expectations are wrong in the sense that this movie is not what you expect it to be. So mm-hmm. you expecting me to be some steroided up Batman is is irrelevant. Similar to, I mean, like when we saw Arthur Fleck, People are like this guy is small, man. Why they're making really they're making the Joker like some like a really skinny, skinny guy. And <laughs> obviously scary skinny. Yeah, like scary skinny. And like obviously Joker doesn't need to be Joker doesn't jacked. need to look like Batman. Yeah, Joker doesn't need to look like Batman. But they they made Joker really skinny. Mm-hmm. And much skinnier than we certainly had seen him in any live action form. So but the movie wasn't about Joker's physical appearance. I mean, it kind of was because you know he had to look a certain way. But like that wasn't the that wasn't the point. He could have looked like a normal guy, and the movie would have would have been the same. But so my point is that I think I don't think this movie will be about Robert Pattinson's physical appearance, which is why I don't think Robert Pattinson cares. Like if you've seen Uncut Gems or any movie, like Adam Sandler didn't need to look like anything. He could have been anybody. Anybody could have played the role. Right. You know, I think that's what this movie could end up being. We think of it as a superhero movie, so we think a guy has to look a certain way. But why do we think that? We only think that because of the expectations that we put on it based off this guy being based off the source material and other iterations of a guy like Batman who's live-action iteration. But, like, I don't think this movie is going to be nearly as cut and paste off the, mm-hmm. the source material as past Batman movies may have been. And I just, I don't know, man. And I'm, I'm really, I mean, when we talk about the comments and just his mindset, I don't think he's, you know, people are saying he's disrespecting the fans and disrespecting Batman. I mean, while Batman is a, a very physical character, I don't want to downplay that at all. Um, you know, what we've heard about this movie, this doesn't seem like that kind of movie. And we know he's we know he's preparing to play Bruce Wayne and to play that character in terms of like in the cerebral sense. And he's in shape. I mean, that's really my main concern is, I mean, he's talking about fitness, but I mean, he's in shape. You know, it'd be one thing if he were like if he looked like Grant Gustin did in that in that picture. That's kind of the first thing that comes to mind when he that that picture leaked. Don't let Grant Gustin hear this podcast because He'll send you some subliminal <laughs> strays on social media. <laughs> Word, but um, but yeah, I mean, if he looked like that, then I'd be like, yeah. At that point, I'd be like, you are disrespecting the fans. I mean, looking like that, 
you know, you're probably disrespecting Warner Brothers. They're probably calling you right now looking like that. But, like, no, he looks he, – he's in very good shape. According to basically all the most recent things I've seen of him, he looks like he's in very good shape. So That's I, what, yeah. I'm, I'm really – I'm not concerned about his physical, you know, whether he's taking the role. I, I, I'm sure someone said just don't be out of shape. You're in good shape now. I think personally, I think he looks like Batman now. I mean, I think he could he could sell me on being Batman now as long as he doesn't like lose as long as he doesn't like you know lose the shape that he's in. So I mean, I could if he would just show me, oh, you're Batman now, I could buy it. I wouldn't be like, nah, this he ain't Batman. I'd be like, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's in very good shape. So I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I, I'm not upset about. I'm not upset about this. I'm just like, I mean, it is what it is. He said what he said. I don't think he needs to be working out a lot. It's probably why he's not taking it seriously. He probably knows that. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm staying on the Batman. Uh, one of his stars talked about how excited he is to get back to filming. Uh, that's Colin Farrell, who uh, was surprisingly. Uh, was a surprise casting when he was uh, cast as Oswald Cobblepot, aka the Penguin, and in his comments, uh, he, he spoke to GMA News Online. He was doing, uh, you know, doing press for Disney Plus uh, for Artemis Fowl, but he also spoke a little bit about his role as a Penguin. And I'm gonna read you his quotes. He said, "Quote: I had only started it, and I can't wait to get back. The creation of it, the aesthetic of the character, has been fun, and I'm really so excited to get back and explore it. And I haven't got to do that much." Uh, my, and I don't, and I haven't got that much to do. I have seen, I have a certain amount in the film. I'm not all over it by any means, but there are a couple mm-hmm. of some tasty scenes I have in it and my creation. I can't wait to get back. Yeah, I totally feel like it's something that I have not had the opportunity to explore before. It feels original and fun, but I'm only at the start of the journey, so I can't wait to get back and really get into it. Um, so it sounds like his role is not going to be expansive but he he also seems to point out that his role could be memorable in terms of the scenes that he's in sham what did you make of farrell's comments um i am i'm digging it i mean it kind of lines up with what we what we've been hearing about the movie which is that it has a lot of different people in it you know uh, a lot of different villains in it we have this one confirmed that one confirmed catwoman confirmed penguin confirmed riddler i guess confirmed so it's like, so I mean, it, it pretty much lines up with what I was thinking. I'm glad he's enjoying the role. We know there's some kind of physical prosthetic, physical prosthetics involved. So it it makes sense that he'll be having fun with it as well. It gets me excited. I I, I personally like Colin Farrell's movies, even though I feel like a lot of times he tends to play the same person. But I but this is a very different <laughs> role to, for me to see him in. So I'm excited to see what he does with it. So this is all very good stuff. I'm glad he's excited about it. You know, I'm sure. And that's also gets me encouraged because it sounds like, you know, it sounds like he knows it's a good movie. A lot of times you hear these actors are like, hey, you know, I mean, we did it. It's something we did. Go see it. You know, and it's like, oh, wow. All right. I mean, you don't sound too thrilled. He sounds like he's really, really into it. So I think it's very encouraging. Well, you can, though. Uh yeah yeah I mean it it should be interesting to see what uh what his penguin character will look like um this does kind of quell some of the I guess concerns from from people that you know there's going to be a lot of characters in this movie 
a lot of villains. And typically superhero movies that have more than two villains, just they're almost never good. So uh, that was always going to be kind of a a, a a tough, that was going to be kind of a tough bar to kind of reach, a uh, tough hill to climb. But um, hearing that he's in the movie more in a more limited role uh, gives me more confidence that, you know, they're going to use this character, right? Especially since the Oswald Cobblepot character is uh, is someone that we've we've seen kind of fairly re- recently with Robin Lord Taylor. So mm-hmm. um, it's done very well too. Yeah, and it was it's a tough act to follow. So um, that's that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I mean, I, this I think this I like what I'm hearing from this because. As you guys mentioned, the idea that too many villains can tank a movie is real. We've seen it often when it comes to superhero movies. And that was a concern for a lot of people with the Batman when we heard how many villains could be appearing. But um, I got the impression, uh, this is not from anything I heard, just the impression from the articles I was reading was that it seemed like these characters may be doing kind of drive-bys where Batman encounters this person and then encounters that person. It's not going to be trying to interweave you know three or four villains like within the main story like they'll kind of be you know appearances here and there which i think is great i think to to me that's a smart way to use a rose gallery um i think sometimes we don't see that in movies superhero movies because how costly it is like you got to decide okay i gotta you know if i'm doing it if i'm doing that for spider-man that means okay that means i gotta cast uh electro i gotta cast um hydro man i gotta cast uh, Craven, and and then to have a commitment that if those guys appear again, that you know, those are the actors that we're gonna have. It, it it doesn't really work, which is why I think oftentimes you see only maybe very small Easter eggs to other villains in some of these other superhero movies if they do have anything. Um, but I think I think Matt Reeves is being very creative and using the Rose Gallery and uh, in a great way and better than maybe anyone else's used it so far if that is indeed the plan so the fact that you know Farrell saying I don't have a I'm not in the movie all over the place but the scenes I'm in are you know he's used words tasty that that excites me because I feel like yeah I could totally enjoy a movie where like maybe certain characters are popping in and kind of stealing the scenes I think if you read a Batman comic or you watch a Batman animated show or an animated movie like that happens all the time where it may be a villain a one or two villains that the movie is centered around but uh other villains will make appearances and and they're also you know usually very fun because it's, it's a real um realistic take on batman's time and his crime fighting like he's not you know when he's only dealing with you know uh you know killer croc that okay he's never going to encounter anyone else during this story arc. like no when you read those comics even if killer croc's the main villain of a story arc he's gonna he may have run-ins with other people going into it i don't see that there's any reason why you can't do that i think the problem with using multiple villains is when you decide okay like batman versus robin and i know i saw the writer recently came out with an apology for how bad that movie was um you know where you're like okay we're gonna have bane poison ivy and miss free but they're all gonna be like interwoven in the story like it's not like oh he ran into bane here somewhere or he ran into poison ivy these characters all end up working together in the main crisis of the movie that you cannot do. That is that is foolish. That's what we saw in Amazing Spider-Man Two. That's what you saw in Venom. Um, that's what you saw. Uh, not Venom. Sorry. That's what you saw in uh, Spider-Man Three. Spider-Man Three. Right. Yeah. That that's not something we you, we want to see. 
you know, you want to you want to try to use the Rose Gallery in a much better way. And I think that this is this is cool. And uh, the fact that Farrell is that excited leaves me excited, you know, because this is a guy who's been acting for a long time. And Shamari said that, you know, as far as range is concerned, it does feel like some of his biggest roles seem to be kind of similar. Uh, the Penguin is very different from anything I've ever seen him play, which is why we all were surprised when he was cast as the Penguin. But the fact that he's just excited about it and that he's just uh, eager to get back tells me that um, that he's, he, you know, we talked about, you know, commitment with Pattinson. It seems like he's very committed to this role. Um, and even him talking about how this feels like the beginning, it makes me, that I also took those comments as a way to say also, you know, I think he's going to appear in other Batman movies too. This won't be the first and only you know, bar, of course, assuming this movie is good enough to have sequels and does well enough to have sequels. I think that this is our penguin for the next ten years. Um so I'm excited. I, I love I love what I heard. Let's uh let's move on now though and talk about um a movie. <laughs> I swear to God guys, I feel like the, the, the narrative changes every time we talk about New Mutants, but um lo and behold the narrative has changed. So if you guys remember last week or two weeks ago there was uh, the report about New Mutants apparently going to video on demand. Um, and Amazon even had a pre-order <laughs> um, up on his website, you know, and they had to take it down because apparently it was premature. Apparently, I don't know what happened with that because now everything's changed. In fact, there is now a release date for uh, New Mutants for it still to come out um, in theaters. So that release date. I believe is uh, was it April second? Right now it looks like. Oh no! The sorry, August. Eight. No, sorry, yeah, August, August twenty eighth. Sorry, yeah, I saw it. I was like, I thought it was April. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> April <laughs> came out like what month ago? No, I thought it was <laughs> like, is that next year. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I, this article threw me off. Um, <laughs> yes, no, it's finally again. set to come out on uh, April twenty eighth of this year. That's uh, you know late summer. August twenty eighth, yeah. August 28th, and this is after a lot of different resets. So now we we do we will have it seems like a theatrical release which we didn't expect. Uh, Kendall, I know you've been very much. I've been super excited about this yeah. movie, right? Not not excited, but you've very much been like this movie needs to come out on demand. This cannot or streaming. This cannot be a movie they try to put out in a the theater. But that yeah. right now appears to be the plan. So. Are, do you think this is as insane as you've been saying this is for the last year? Um, look, I mean, I know you guys have had your theory that Disney doesn't really care about this movie. Uh, in that, you know, this is just a deal where they're like, any money is, is extra money for this, so we might as well just put it out whenever. Um, this is a foolish timeline. This is a foolish date because I don't think this movie is coming out in August. And if it does, it's going to make no money. Who, during a global crisis, health crisis, is going to go see New Mutants? They're going to go risk their lives. Go risk their lives to go see New Mutants. Let me give you guys the timeline for this New Mutants movie. It was supposed to come out April 13th, 2018. Two year, over two years ago. Uh, then it got pushed back to avoid... Uh, to avoid Deadpool 2, got pushed back to February 22nd of 2019. Then it got pushed back because Dark Phoenix was coming out in February. Uh, so then it was supposed to come out August 2nd of 2019. Uh, then it got pushed back because Fox 
uh, was bought by Marvel or bought by Disney, so they had to shift the date. Then it was supposed to come out April 3rd, 2020. And then we had the global pandemic. So now I got pushed back to August of 2018, of 2020. Um, well over two years after it was supposed to come out. I like I don't get the value because again I was gonna make no money in August, like not anything worth and not anything worth anything for Disney, and have no eyeballs <laughs> on that movie. Or you put it out digitally now when everyone's home and some people people will see it. Uh, you know I wouldn't have been super excited. I don't think it would have done great numbers from a VOD standpoint, but it would have been probably more eyeballs than they would have gotten via a theatrical release so i mean i think this is foolish uh i feel bad for the actors that were in that movie because like they they did that whole movie it is it's never going to come out no one's ever going to see it even, even when it does come out so re- you do feel bad for them you feel bad for josh boone and everyone that, that works on that movie because like no one's going to see it and it's all because of a lot of uh a lot of studio intervention. A lot, a lot of red tape. A lot, a lot of suits. Of, a lot of suits. A lot of contracts. A lot of contracts. These movies done. Why did it? Why are they getting pushed back for for Dark Phoenix, and Deadpool, and a and a Fox contract? It's just just stupid. Like I get the pandemic. That's that was out of anyone's control. The movie was supposed to come out, but at that point, put it out <laughs> digitally. I, I don't get it. Now, but I, I when this movie comes out, I, I, I'm not gonna care. Now, now, one thing to note is that there may be uh, commitments that Disney has to oblige by, and maybe that's why part of this is happening too. I know Den of uh, Den of Geek was saying that Fox had some deal with HBO that meant that their you know any movie they did under 20th Century would have to debut for streaming on HBO Go or HBO Max. Right. And, uh, and that deal going to 2022. And that may be having something to do with this. Um, it makes also, sense. Dark Phoenix. Collider was saying. Collider was saying that Disney may also would also potentially need to uh, have Josh Boone, the director, and the whole cast amend their contracts to sign off on a deal that would allow them to release it uh, digitally. Um, so that could be part of the reason why there isn't this movement towards this. But I'm just I'm just curious, Sam, because. What what could have what happened during that Amazon debacle from a couple of weeks ago where it was it was available and they were saying pre order for when it comes out and now all of a sudden they're saying that's not the case what's going on Yeah, that was very strange. I think it was some kind of glitch. I guess um, it's like the glitch. With the is, only which... move, the only move we care about whether or not it will finally eventually get taken off theatrical release and go straight to streaming. That's the only movie that had this glitch. Yeah, you know, like it's like, yeah, it's like, like yeah, it's if, very, if that is the case, then wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody really cares this movie, you know. So maybe that's why they're paying so little attention to what's going on with it. It's like, oh, what streaming? Take it off there, and he took it off of there, and I don't know. I mean, I, I was also, you know, wondering if maybe the, them trying to work with the theaters had something to do with it. Maybe they're like, oh, well, you know, you get some revenue, which I don't even know how much revenue they're even gonna get from this movie. At this point in August, but the, but they're just like, oh, well, you Regal AMC, here you go, stay in business. We'll give you New Mutants, which I, I don't know. I don't think New Mutants is gonna drive that many people. So I don't know. 
at this point it's like just 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 release the release the damn thing you know the pan <laughs> the pandemic you know like you Kendall said you know there's nothing you can you can't you know control that but at this point just let it come out no one everyone's exhausted by or not everyone but anyone that has been following this and that enjoys x-men movies is kind of exhausted by this whole thing and just wants the movie to come out we we're getting new x-men anyway these characters are dead in the water anyway just <laughs> release the movie right release the movie we know feige doesn't want to use them we know he wants to start from scratch it's just conf- it's just gonna confuse more people, especially since Feige already said we're getting mutants. You know, the more further you push it back, the more of a of an issue this becomes. So just release it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it this this seems just like such a back and forth that I do think has lost a lot of interest amongst people. Um, but again, like I told you guys, I think that any bread is some bread at this point, and this is a you know a free project that they have. So, I don't know what the box office is going to look like, but I think it still would be more money they would make going to the theater than it would be on a stream. So, that's why they're going to do it. But, uh, but I do think, at this point, though, I'm wondering, though, if those obstacles that have been reported are the reason. Because there's been so many stop and starts. It's like, at a certain point, don't you just give up? Uh, and I thought that point would have been maybe a long time ago. That has not been the case. And I'm wondering if now... Uh, that has changed because so, you know you talk about the legalese that that's there, but how many times have we seen you know really really terrible movies that you know were supposed to be in theaters that then get sent straight to you know Blu-ray or sent to whatever? Like I don't think that that I think they can get out of or potentially get out of whatever legalese they have if they really needed to for this one movie. You know I don't I don't know for sure, but I just feel like I've seen movie companies. When a, a, a film has truly flopped in a way that they didn't expect, that they decided midway, like, no, this is not going to the theaters. This is going straight to digital. Like, like they were definitely deals that they had in place during those times. Like, why would like, now, like, this be this whole issue? I don't know. That's so, the feeling I have, but I can be wrong. I, I, there was a more interesting, uh, a more interesting, this kind of ties into this new unit thing, but, uh, According to the Washington Post, this obviously is kind of a doom and gloom scenario, but according to the Washington Post, uh, a studio executive that they talked to, an anonymous studio executive that they talked to, said essentially that everything in the movie industry right now falls on Christopher Nolan's movie Tenet. Tenet, I believe, is supposed to come out, what, in August or July, whenever. Yeah, I forgot when, but. But it's supposed to come out in the summer. And essentially. That if Warner Brothers either pushes back Tenet or Tenet comes out and it does awful in the box office, that we're getting no movies till Christmas, essentially. That no no theater. The quote was that all all the studios will, will pack their bags and go home mm. until Christmas, which obviously very very worst case scenario. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I just again, I have my doubts that Tenet is gonna come out in the summer. Um, Warner Brothers, I believe, said that they're not they're not releasing any movies until eighty percent of the theaters are open. And that includes New York, California, Louisiana, all these states. And so I don't know. I look. I'm gonna stick with my thing. Black Widow should come out 
online. It should come out uh, VOD. Um, it would make a ton of money. Uh, I mean, of course, piracy is the thing, this, that, and the other, but they would certainly lose a lot of money, but they're losing a lot of money regardless. Um, I mean, I don't know. Just that, if that's the case, I just feel like it's inevitable. Tennis is going to get crushed in, in the box office. Yeah, I mean, there are going to be they're, 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 yeah, wow. they're, you know, hedging all of their, their, their bets on Tenet, then this is not going to end well. Well, yeah, but, you know, Tenet is supposed to, that joins some people thought game would get a billion or at least hundreds of millions. Nobody's thinking about, I mean, when people were into movies the way we were before, you know, all hell broke loose. Yeah, like Tenet would have done, probably what it's going to do, what's going to do really well. Nobody cares about Tenet in this. In this part, right, in this yeah, in this climate, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, that's that movie's gonna get crushed. I'm I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I, yo, if I'm wrong, I will come on this show and say, yo, I was wrong, man. Tenet did great, but under these circumstances, I don't. This is a movie that I knew about, but was on my peripheral. Like, I didn't even think about this movie until I saw these articles about it this week. Being that this was kind of gonna be the benchmark, I'm like, oh snap, I forgot that was happening. Like, because you're just thinking about, you know. Surviving, which is sad as that sounds, that's what you're thinking about in a lot of ways. Um, and work, if you're still working, you know, if you're lucky enough to still have a job. So, I don't know. If, if Tenet is going to be the benchmark, then we're in a lot of trouble. Um, last story of the week, guys. I want to talk about uh, the CW going back to DC. They unveiled that their lineup of shows for the next season of, uh, of television, and it will not start in the fall. It's going to be starting in January. Um, Flash, Supergirl, Legends, um, all have been renewed. Batwoman included, uh, all been renewed. But there were two shows that were added to the to the uh, to the party. One of them was not a surprise, but one of them is a surprise because one of them not new. So, Sue Ran Lois is now official. Will come out January again, assuming this pandemic doesn't you know throw more of a monkey wrench into the situation. But the second one that I'll be honest, I was so confused when I saw this poster appear on uh, online. And I, I knew I think a couple of days before there were some rumblings about Swamp Thing, but I didn't know what to make of them. And they really weren't all focused on what exactly was going to happen with Swamp Thing. And lo and behold, season one of DC's Swamp Thing to debut in 2020 with a, a poster of the Swamp Thing character that we saw in. Uh, DC Universe, along with uh, uh, Doctor Arcane, Crystal Reed's character, um, as well. So I was so confused, <laughs> and I texted you guys. I was like, "Is this a new season? Are they replaying this? Is this a reboot? What the hell is going on?" And eventually, I I found out this was going to be them playing season one that we saw in DC Universe. They talked to uh, CW President Mark Podolsky, P- uh, Podowitz, sorry. Um, about well, what's going on with this and what are the plans for the future of Swamp Thing. And he said, he would only say that he's open to, quote, having conversations later on if enough interest was shown. He said, at this moment, it's just the one season. I do not know if it would come back. Obviously, that that would be a discussion for Warner Brothers and the CW, but at this time, Swamp Thing is just the episodes we have. So, Kendall, I mean, this... I was confused. I'm like, first of all, wasn't Swamp Thing very violent? Like, is that something that could be on CW? Uh, right. Second, and then secondly, I'm like, okay, they're saying they're just airing old episodes. 
and you're saying there's only one season. But first of all, you called it season one, so that makes you think, okay, you're naming, yeah, numbering not, the, you're not, numbering the season. Yeah, not like uh, the Swamp Thing, the miniseries. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, the or the last series. season. Yeah, a limited series. You, you're naming <laughs> exactly. it season one. And I'm like, which is why I was so confused. I was like, what the hell's going on? We already had a season one of Swamp Thing. So, and then these comments, you know, at this time, at this moment, having those conversations later. I mean, it's clear CW has a great interest in Swamp Thing being a thing. No pun intended to me, Kendall. But what do you make of... We'll get to Superman Lois in a second, I think. But just on Swamp Thing, what did you make of this? Was it, did this shock you? This shocked me. Um. Well, one, I think it certainly played into that whole angle that we talked about, I believe, last week about DC Universe certainly on its last leg. You know, when they're taking mm-hmm. something like that and just putting it on CW. I mean, why did I need DC Universe? If I could have just waited to watch Swamp Thing. And you're telling um, me season two might still appear on CW. Yeah, I know, right? Certainly not going to DC Universe. So that is certainly um, odd. But if we're talking about look, the future of Swamp Thing, I'm not putting any money on Swamp Thing. I'm not, I would certainly would put any money on Swamp Thing coming out. Um on season in terms of coming back i should say as a season two mm-hmm. um it seemed like it was a very costly show to make uh we had the whole tax write-up accounting error with the state of north carolina last time that kind of threw everything off and made it <laughs> uh vi- pretty non-viable in the last couple of episodes i'm trying to just you know scrounge together whatever they whatever pieces of scraps they had to make an episode to make a season but um I don't know. It seemed like it was a pretty costly series, and I mean, look, Supergirl was a costly series for CBS, and they just they 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 slashed the budget, took it to CW, and it's it's continued to run. So, could they slash the budget for Swamp Thing? But Swamp Thing just does not seem like a show that I need a slash budget for. I mean, Supergirl, I guess, is the same thing, but I don't know. I mean, I think a Swamp Thing with with fifty percent of the budget or twenty percent of the budget. <laughs> 80% of the budget, I'm still a little uh, still a little leery on. So, I don't know. We, we all agree that the Swamp Thing budget that DC Universe had worked, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was fine. You know, if they feel like they can replicate that, then sure. You know, I mean, it's all, I believe it's all great Berlanti, but um, Swamp Thing, I don't know. I don't know if CW is the right demographic for Swamp Thing either. It, I mean, it was uh, a romantic horror so yeah, like, that sounds maybe, exactly like CW. I would say, yeah, so that. maybe that does fit the CW, but it just felt a little. Uh, it just felt a little. Uh, I, th- I thought a little too like dark, too serious, a little too serious. Like you know, I guess the CW has, has dark shows, but like there wasn't enough drama. It was all like it was all kind of politics, mostly, and, mostly horror. Yeah, horror and politics and science. You know, it just doesn't scream CW to me, but. I can be wrong. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited by this news. I'm very, very excited, very enthusiastic. I th- I think there is hope for a season two because I mean, y'all know me. I very much enjoyed Swamp Thing. I thought Swamp Thing was very good. I think that I think that um, I don't know. I thought all the actors did a great job. I thought the story was very engaging. It's just a good. It was just a good show. 
So I'm very much looking forward to rewatching it on the CW. Oh, Shamari's like, I'm giving it a second watch. Supporting it. Yeah, man. Support Swamp Day. I signed the change.org. Man, I'm go. serious about it. So I'm I'm definitely gonna be watching uh Swamp Thing season one um on CW. I'm be telling everybody I know to check it out. It's a good show. If you're listening to this, you haven't checked it out, watch it. It's a good it's a very good show. Um and uh it surprised me. You know, it, uh, and uh, uh Juan worked on that as well, right? Yes. So yeah, I mean yes, it's yeah, it's it's very good. It's definitely worth the watch. I think it will get a season two, personally. Because it's quality television. I mean, in their area, week to week, this is obviously a test run. You know, because yeah. why would they even say it's season one and just we're airing it in a week to week, week by week basis? They're looking for the ratings. They want to see what the ratings are. They want to know whether are the ratings going to be good. Is it going to, because people, they probably know this is a show. Someone someone probably watched it and was like, this is a show. Or maybe Berlanti himself. I don't know. But someone said, this is a show that should have been on the air. <laughs> this yeah, is I think that we all agree that he's. they would be right. I mean, the show yeah. was solid, you know. I'm not saying it was the yeah. greatest show of all time, but, you know, it was so different from what we expect from superhero yes. shows. Um, the acting was really strong in a lot of certain roles that were played in that in that in that uh in that show it was a show that should not have been canceled it was canceled for reasons that it, some of it didn't they couldn't you know yeah just out of completely out of, out of control. control like you know north carolina being like yo fam it's time for you to leave you don't gotta go home but you gotta get the heck out of here i mean that's not their fault you know so there's you know there were there were factors that you know they didn't come that they didn't have to come into play that affected it but the show itself was solid and um, I just I, I do I do wonder in terms of the only thing I well I do think the I, I disagree with him a little bit I do feel like the a lot of the the talking points and the the and the themes of the show definitely do work in regards to the CW model I think the only thing that I think was a little different was again the violence of the show I'm not to say that it was just like crazy crazy gory show but there was some like especially with some of the there medical were bodies, stuff. Bodies yeah, and like um, yeah. you know, people having flowers growing out of their abdomens, and like you know, it was some weird stuff as a Swamp Thing show should have. That seems a little too intense for CW. Like CW seems is CW is very like cookie cutter. You know, we always talk about that, and you know, it's kind of like we all know the CW formula, and even for those type of shows, and if, if Swamp Thing feels like it pushes the envelope a little bit, I don't know if they'll be editing the sh- episodes. Also, weren't they like f bombs and stuff? I don't know. I, I feel like I remember more cursing and stuff too. Like, am I tripping? I don't think you are. Uh, uh, I know there was cursing in it. Yeah, I don't so know what if they're, they're going to do about that. Dropping f bombs, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm almost certain that uh, Yost dropped some f bombs at some point. Coach Yost. <laughs> I'm almost certain. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cursing in that show. So like. Are they going to dub it? Like, I have so many, as you guys can hear, I have so many questions about how this is going to work. Was it why I was so confused? Why I didn't, I didn't know for sure this was, you know, the old season. Because I was like, well, you know what I think? maybe this is, you know, a, a reboot, which I was really, I was guys was really excited about. But then they were saying 2020. I'm like, there's no way they can reboot that show that quickly. I think but this is about, uh, they don't want to do Green Arrow and the Canaries. They need to replace the well, content. They say that, well, they say that they still do, but I don't know if we should believe them. In the Because it just takes a lot of money, I think, to produce a whole new show like that. And 
obviously money. Everyone's kind of strapped for cash at this point. Not very liquid right now. Yeah, nothing's very liquid right now. So, um, if there's anything you're gonna put on the chopping block, it'll you know we 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 discussed that before. Uh, for them, it may be Green Island and Canary. Shamari would say maybe I don't need a Superman and Lois joint, but no, I don't need that joint. Um, but if that's where they're at, babysitter Superman, then <laughs> then you need to replace the content. We have Doom Patrol and HBO Max. It wouldn't be Doom Patrol. They're not going to push Titans yet off the DC Universe. That's still ongoing. Swamp Thing makes the most sense. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it does until you, again, factor in what are you going to do about the cursing, what are you going to do about the violence, all those parts. It's just a TVMA show on CW, the first one they've had tried. I don't know. Like, a, well, a, You can't even do that, I don't think. CW is like regular cable, so I think it, would, it couldn't even go, push that envelope if it wanted to. He, we also mentioned, uh, you mentioned Superman and Lola, so I thought, one thing I thought was interesting uh, or funny, just a very minor nugget, but the Twitter account for Superman and Lois went live. Uh, Instagram we, account did too. Yeah, for, first, but what I thought was interesting about the Twitter account is on Twitter, you can see when a, a Twitter account was made, and this Twitter account was made in like, like 2018. So mm. I, I'm not saying that, you know, they I'm not saying that they uh, they've known since 2018. They're planning this for right. That there was some. CW yeah, this, here. this Twitter account could just be, you know, Bob Jones, who's now. But that's what that's what I'm wondering. Was that just like a random so burner account? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, did, did they buy a burner? I was gonna say they made they made this show before Justice League came out. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I, my, that's my thing is that they they I didn't realize a lot of these Twitter accounts are supposed to be burners. Initially started out as burners. They gotta be, yeah. They, that that's 2018. Yeah, come on. Or uh, the only thing is, again, unless it what it was actually some person who now is the head of social, and he's changed his name and scrubbed his account or her account, whoever it is, and now it's the Superman and Lois account. Like that, that could be. be you just had to scrub your account <laughs> to be some standard corporate <laughs> fine fine print. Yeah, fine some, print in their contract. LLC. <laughs> All your social media accounts now belong to Warner Brothers. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's, it's some, but if it's somebody who doesn't have a lot of followers or doesn't tweet a lot, like, it might not be as big a deal. Um, right, right, right. But then why is that guy head of the social media? <laughs> Questions uh, for know. another day. Yeah, it is. It is fascinating. Um, Shamari did mention the babysitter Superman. Uh, I did think the synopsis was interesting. It said, uh, Wayne in uh, it. What was that? In Wayne in the synopsis or the show? No, there's no Wayne in the synopsis. No Wayne. Uh, it says, uh, in Superman Lows, after years of facing megalomaniac, maniacal, uh, supervillains, monsters wreaking havoc on Metropolis, alien invaders intent on wiping out the human race, the world's most famous superhero, the Man of Steel, and uh, comic book's most famous journalist, Lois Lane, come face-to-face with one of their greatest challenges ever, dealing with all the stress, pressures, and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. Complicating that already daunting job of raising two boys, Clark and Lois, must also concern themselves with whether or not their sons, Jonathan and Jordan, could inherit their father's Kryptonian superpowers as they grow older. Turning wow. to Smallville to handle some Kent family business, Clark and Lois are reacquainting with Lana Lang, um, a loan officer who has also helped happen to be Clark's first love and her first uh, fire chief husband, Kyle Cushing. 
The adults aren't the only ones rediscovering old friendships in Smallville as the Kent sons are reacquainted with Lana and Kyle's rebellious daughter, Sarah. Uh, of course, there's never a dull moment in the life of a superhero, especially with Lois's father, uh, General Samuel Lane, uh, looking for Superman to vanquish a villain or save the day at a moment's notice. Meanwhile, Superman Lois' return to the idyllic uh, Smallville is set to be upended when a mysterious stranger enters uh enters their lives based on the characters from dc blah 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 blah. so that's a synopsis jamar are you a snooze fest over there uh yeah i mean it sounds like a lot of what i was thinking it was gonna be i mean you got but there's a return to smallville which i know how much you enjoyed smallville jamar why isn't it tom welling i mean hey tom welling there's no um there's no rosenbaum (laughs) I mean, look. I mean, they're 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 trying to show more, and it, I feel like all super Superman stories have to. They need to kind of reflect his origin on some level. So they they sh- it's good that they're going back to Smallville on some level. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Just the premise of the show doesn't. It doesn't. It's just not. It just doesn't sound that interesting to me. You know, I'm not, and this is a Superman in a phase of his life where he is, you know. Um, he's Superman, so I mean it's not Smallville, so I mean he is Superman, but he's just a parent now, and he's married, and he's got, and he's got all those you know parenting responsibilities that he's gonna be juggling, and we're gonna be following his kids around, and it's just gonna be, I don't know, I mean well, it will, maybe it'll be great, maybe I'll be eating my words, maybe I'll be talking about how I love it and how I want more seasons, but that right now I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, I'm uh I want Damian Wayne. That's where I'm at. I Damian, want to Damian, Damian Wayne could save the show. That would be Damian, awesome. Damian Wayne is that'd be awesome. I'm sure that's something they probably want to do in Titans, but they just didn't get the chance yet. Yeah. I feel like we talked about it. That was the initial I think the initial When, they, plan when we for the heard show. there were two kids, we thought the kid Jordan was Damian. Right. Yeah. And maybe um, he is. I don't know. But I don't I doubt. <laughs> but they said they had twins, right? It sounded like they said twins. I think, they I think they're twins. I'm not 100% oh. sure. You know, that'd be kind of weird. Like, how do you, yeah. you know? Yeah, you can't. I think they scrapped the Damien. I think they're going to use Damien Wayne in something else. Which you already mentioned. Titans. But if, really gonna, but if you're going to really I think push, they have plans for Damien Wayne. Yeah, we're already hearing Tim Drake in Titans. I mean, but yeah. I feel like Jonathan yeah, Kent at this Damien. point is, like, so synonymous with Damien. It seems like if you're going to introduce him, how do you not show Damien? Maybe I'm jumping to a conclusion there, but that's how I feel. I think that... But maybe for, if they introduce Damian Wayne to something else on the CW, like Batwoman, you could then cross him over. Oh, I thought you, My question, that, that, I thought you meant like something else in regards to like something that wasn't on CW. But right. Well, yeah, Titans. It could be Titans, too, which, mm-hmm. you know. But then Titans, you could have multiple versions of Damian Wayne, really. But um, my other question is, do we think uh, Lex Luthor is going to be in the show? Yes, he will appear. Yeah, he almost has to. For, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he has to show up. Yeah, that, that's a that's a guarantee. In if fact, he didn't I think show that, up, that would be a blow. Yeah, in fact, I don't know how the Supergirl... Girl on Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the Supergirl show will end in terms of, like, this season. But I think... Well, this season did end. But I guess the real end of the season, which will happen next year... Uh, well, I don't know when that's going to happen either because now, of course... Um, uh, Melissa Bonos is pregnant, but I, I do feel like they're going to transition 
Lex off of this show and move to Superman and Lois. I think that I think that's part of the reason why they're doing this show. That's my that's my take. Is that maybe it won't be season one, but I think they saw how the response to Cryer in season the last season of Supergirl and been like, we got to keep this guy in the fold. He can't just go away. And what's the best way to do that? It's like, well, people already like Tyler Hoechlin and DC doesn't seem interested in a Superman movie, so. Let's just go through with that. And now we have this this other character that can remain not just also on television on our, on our network, but also in the Arrowverse. So we have other crossovers and stuff. He, he's a guy that can be involved. He could be involved with The Flash. He could be involved with Batwoman. He could be involved with anyone. Right. So that's 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 where I see that I see that heading eventually. Um, and, and one last thing, real quickly before we uh, do the recaps. Important to know, Doom Patrol will be out next month on HBO Max. So this was something that had been, it kind of already been announced, but we didn't know exactly when, and it kind of was like a, like, oh, by the way thing. It was like not. Yeah, I assumed it'd be in the fall since we hadn't really seen any trailers or anything. Yeah, we've seen zero, and it's coming out next month on a streaming service that has a lot of, um, Hullabaloo, <laughs> on the yeah, of hype. The word. Yeah, but yeah, hype. question marks. There you go. Uh, there's like you know, and so, and we thought Doom Patrol being on this app was supposed to try to help boost it. It is weird that there's been almost no promotion up until this past week. Um, it will also debut on DC Universe. I, for one, as someone who's a DC Universe fan, will be watching it exclusively on DC Universe. I want the app to live. Uh, but this feels like a death nail, man. Like it's sad to me. Like I know it's exciting in some ways, but it feels like it feels like to me like when you're like, you know, I don't like. It almost feels like when like your 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 friend you you have a group of friends, and you're all cool and maybe you all like the same stuff. Maybe you're all kind of nerdy, and one of the friends like all the girls start liking him, and all of a sudden they take start taking him away, and now he's not hanging out with you as much anymore, and now your group is shallow. That's how I feel about Doom Patrol being taken away in some ways, to DC Universe. It's like, man, this was our thing. <laughs> and now it's being, you know, kind of put into this other section. Um, and then now it's going to hurt the group. It's going to hurt DC Universe, even though, the, you know, it's not like DC, it's, it's not on DC Universe, but it's just not going to be the same. We don't have these eyeballs now coming back to this app. Um, it feels like a self-sabotage in a way, even though I felt like there's no reason why these apps couldn't coexist. But I've gone on a million times about that. I thought that was important to note about Doom Patrol. Y'all excited for season two? I know I am. I love season one. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, man. Yeah. I can't um, wait. Very excited. It's not far from now. Yeah, we'll be watching that. And no, we just lost the last dance for sports fans, and we don't have any other superhero content. Um, Doom Patrol will be the next thing, so June can't come soon enough. Let's uh, do our show recaps, though, guys. So we got um, these are season finales, they're premature season finales. But they were being billed as season finales because we will not be seeing any more of these shows until uh, next season. Um, it was at the Flash, one of the Flash creators or one of the Flash, I think the showrunner talked about how now episodes, you know, you know, six twenty, six twenty one, and six twenty two, six twenty three are now episodes seven oh one, seven oh two. They're they're officially the start of the next season. Um, it's so fascinating looking at it from this lens. In some ways, I feel like. You know, the Flash definitely they they were lucky they were much luckier, I think, of the two 100%. shows in terms of ending your season, in terms of what the episode was they had. 
because the stakes felt like, yo, I'm beyond, and I guess we'll start with the Flash here. I, this felt like old Flash to me. I'm not going to front. I, I was digging this episode. I felt like I woke up. I was like, oh. And I know that there was an episode before that with, with Pi Piper that was there that had Godspeed. And that episode w- was not as great. But it felt like, I think the one of the concerns I've had about this season, and we talked about it, is the lack of urgency I felt that this season seemed to have. It seemed to be just kind of meandering. Um and I didn't seem like it was really meandering in a meaningful way. Like, I didn't think we were learning enough about um, Eva or her husband or even the mirror people. I, like, it just seemed like it was kind of just, for a while, just treading water. You know, okay, they're mirror people, but we don't know anything about them or why they're like this for a long time. Even though the reveal was great, it just seemed like they were stuck in the mud. And... Finally, we get to this big confrontation at the McCullough headquarters. And I thought it, I thought it all played out well. Um, I thought that I, I really dig Eva's uh, mirror gun. It being kind of like a blast cannon kind of thing. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, and, and I think that, and I think in terms of how it set up the twist and stuff, it definitely felt like, yeah, this could be the end of a season in some ways. I know. You know, Iris kind of just disappearing is kind of a weird way to end the season. You wouldn't normally end it like that. But, you know, Sue Dearborn now being, you know, kind of framed as the uh, as the, the person who killed uh, Homeboy. and Carver. Um, yeah, it's Carver. And now now that McCullough, you know, McCullough being in charge and, 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 you know, returning. And now she's this big, you know, head of the, of the company. And, you know, Team Flash kind of, you know, looking their wounds at their kind of, having that whole deal not end well but having joe back like it, it they got lucky like this felt like okay this this is the season finale and you know it's a little weird but like i kind of like that it ended in a way in which you know the, the guys didn't win and it sets it did set a new um it set up a new thing a new uh status quo i think the only concern i have is listening to the showrunner they're like there's no plans to change anything with how it ends so the four episodes are going to be the end of the eva angle which i'm like i would if i was them i don't think they should do it that way i think that they should expand this and this should be the start of season seven in a real organic way and have it be seven or eight more episodes of this new status quo don't just rush it and start the new season after that that seems weird to me uh but i I like this episode a a lot actually it's probably one of my favorite episodes of the season so far uh, I'll go to Sham first. What did you make of this season finale? I know you've not been a fan of The Flash this season. What did you make of this episode? I thought the finale was was better than a lot of the other episodes. I thought that um, uh, what's what's his name? Carver. Yeah. Yes. I thought Carver was better in these last few episodes than he had been before. I, I know EJ. You were you. I know he was growing on you, EJ. He started yes, growing he on me these last. These last few episodes, mm-hmm. it was very menacing. He was, um, but in a very CEO kind of way, and I thought it worked really well. It reminded me a lot of like a Maxwell Lord almost, right? In from Supergirl, when he was basically Lex Luthor. Like I, I, I thought it worked really well. Uh, so I, it got to the point where I was like, oh great, now he's dead. <laughs> you know, like, all right, it's always yeah. how it goes. But um, but yeah, I thought I thought he I thought he started warming up to me. Um, I still, overall, I still don't think that this was as good as, you know, 
as good as Peak Flash, or really anywhere near as good as Peak Flash. <laughs> no, don't that's love, level. I, I still don't love uh, what's her name, Eva, as a villain. Um, you know, uh, I mean, she's all right. She's too, she's too like, she's too like, you know, her mind is just like not, it mind is just gone. Yeah. Which Carver had had alluded to, right. in explaining how the whole situation with the mirror world works. And Explains I just it wish, well. like, and like, I just wish that kind of work would have been done way more diligently over the course of the season. Like, mm-hmm. like they just made me assume things that like weren't very apparent or clear. And it all, for lack of a better term, and for you know, pardon the pun, but it all crystallized a little bit in this episode. I'm like, why wouldn't they do more of this work? earlier like mm-hmm. okay we get that she's been gone in this thing for uh you know a long time so yeah anybody would be going be a little off coming back or even just being themselves but like him him kind of explaining it and them explaining how iris is going through it like it's like oh yes this does make sense and could speak to her instability but why isn't there why wasn't more of that work done why were we just seeing her act weird and just be like oh she's just a weird person like that was that was a poor mistake, in my opinion, um, and it, it, it cost the season to, for me. Yeah, it cost a lot, and I don't. It did I've, and it kind of um, it kind of feels a little Alice-y, though not as bad. In that, I just don't. I'm just not a fan of it. You know, I'm not just a fan right, of villains. Like not much they could yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm just not a fan of villains who where their their minds are just like, you know, it's like Arkham. Like they're just. They're just mentally, something's just you. It's just something just off about them, and you just. It's one of those things where they just their minds are just done, and they're just never going to be okay. And right. It's like there's no planning, there's no motive, almost like the Joker, but like not entertaining. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, uh, so I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's like, all right, you know, she's crazy. You know, you gotta take her out. You know. I mean, even even I'd say, while Cicada I think was more annoying, um, in just in his, his voice and the fact that his powers didn't make any sense, you know, at least like I got him, I guess, I guess on some level. But her is just like, oh no, she's just she's just crazy. It's like, oh, all right, <laughs> you know. So I, I'm still not whole. I'm still not a fan of of Ava or is her name Eva or Ava. Uh, I believe Ava. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not a fan of Ava. It's, it's just she's kind of irritating. Um, I wasn't a fan of how you know she just recruited those other people that you were working for Carver. Right. I guess. Um, just they just show up again and they're just working for her. I'm like, all right. Um, but I did like I like that Dearborn. I like Sue Dearborn. She's kind of. I mean, there are a few actors carrying the season. She's one of them. She's doing a fantastic job. I feel like whenever she's involved in the show, it's very good. Um, I liked Frost a lot, too. Uh, I like the Frost um, and, um, geez, what's her human her human counterpart? Kayla? The Frost. The Frost. <laughs> and that, the, the, I'm going to get to that. But that illustrates a huge issue that Shamari totally forgot. Totally forgot about Caitlyn. Caitlyn's name. You she see, has a main even, character. She's a main character in the show. Top billing. She's directed episodes. Totally yeah. forgot who she was. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, <laughs> Frost was heavily featured. Caitlyn was barely featured. So, I mean, that goes to show you something else. But, yeah, I like the Frost-Caitlyn stuff. The Cisco stuff was decent. 
Um, the Flash stuff has just been, I mean, it's been all right, but I mean, it's been lacking, man. I, I need more. I need Barry to find a way to get his speed back. This has gone on too long for me. Um, I didn't like, I, I wasn't a fan when they even killed the Speed Force. I was like, geez, you're killing the Speed Force? This is gonna. This feels like something that's gonna last two seasons, which it seems like that's what's gonna happen, which is very unfortunate. I don't think so. So I don't know. You don't think so? No. I mean, I, I, I hope not. I hope you're right. No, I do think that they prolong the. I don't have that much speed to go, even though he's still zipping around every now and then. Story, but no, I don't think this will be that long. But uh, kind of, you want What do you? What are you thinking? Uh, this episode, the end of the season. Look, I'm not gonna bash any creator who's trying to trying to produce content. Look, man, during these times, you gotta do, man. You gotta be honest. You know, this is a, uh, <laughs> you know, this is kind of a, a a force majeure situation where they just nothing they could have done. This is a, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is a global pandemic. So, of course, there's going to be an awkward end to the season. Um, if you want my honest opinion in terms of judging this like it was any other season, season of The Flash, I'd be like, that finale, that those last couple episodes were whack. I'd be wow, honest. Wow, really? Those last couple episodes were whack. But I'm taking that with, like, the, again, in context, <laughs> it me knowing, all right, this isn't supposed to be the finale. There's a couple more episodes to go. It's fine. Like, it's fine. I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll live with it. There's still time. I thought the episodes, again, as normal episodes, I'm like, all right. I thought the Pied Piper episode was all right. You know, I thought, like, you know, like, we've, we've seen the whole thing before of the guy or the, you know, or the, the villain who, like, you know, it's kind of like the Nora Freeze joint, you know, yeah. where they're all like, oh, you can't save them. They're unsavable. And, ah, you turn evil. So, but, yeah. like, so we've seen that before. But it was, I thought it was good. Um, but, but the, the, the finale, I thought that was fine also, but I just, again, it's not a season finale. So, I mean, if I'm judging this as like its own episode, not connected to any type of massive time, massive like hiatus, and I'm assuming there's another episode of Flash next week, I'd be hard. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, I, I can live with this, but Knowing that I'm not going to get another episode of The Flash for, what, six months? Seven months? That's alarming. So you don't feel like this, this episode act fairly supplemented the end of a season? Do I, I mean, do I think it did, did it better than other shows that we'll talk about eventually? Absolutely. Other shows... Like we'll get to, <laughs> they have not. They are not absolved of the criticism. <laughs> um, look, they had a look. They had a tough, tough. They had a tough situation to deal with. But uh, I don't know. I can't. I didn't think that NCAA for canceling the tournament, but the cancellation of the tournament was whack. Like, you had a you had a big fight scene. You had the death of a character that had been involved in the show throughout the whole season as a recurring character. Um, you had a change in the status quo. You had a main character disappear. Like, I think you're being hard. Every time you say that, if this was the season finale of The Flash, in normal circumstances, you'd be like, that, that was nice. That was a good episode, man. I feel like this was a good episode. I, it was weird as a season finale, but I feel like it could work. Like, I think, 
I think you're being very hard. I think there have been season finales of Fresh that did not work that were season finales. Last year, for example. They usually set up. Oh, not last year. Last year's season, I think, with, uh, that was with Nora. That was, that, was, that was actually pretty good. But two okay. years ago. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that didn't work at all. And that was as epic and had all the build up as a season. Like, I would take this episode 1000% over how they ended the Devolve season. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, my thing is look, a lot of us, you know, we haven't really liked this season that much. So, a lot of times when I'm looking forward to a finale for our season and I'm not really a fan of, I'm hoping we get out of the story. You know what I mean? I'm hoping we get a tease of like. A new Flash villain. Uh, oh, now this is where we're going. Like, I, I'm not gonna be looking forward to the, to the next episode of the Flash when it comes out. But you really, you don't, you don't think that they? I'm, I'm. That does surprise me. I guess I'm gonna challenge you on it. I, I, I felt like for the first time in this Eva story that like I'm kind of like okay, like let's see where this goes now. This person who's unstable is now gonna be running a multi-million, maybe multi-billion-dollar tech company. Um, you know, we still have the lingering issues with Flash's uh, speed issues. We have uh, Cisco going to Atlantis, which was kind okay. of a major reveal in the previous episode. Um, and now Sue Dearborn, one of the characters that we've loved the most on this season, is now going to be front and center, kind of now that she's been, uh, you know, framed as the killer of this major tech CEO. I, I mean, Sham, I don't know if you... I know you're not maybe the person I would go to to defend the Flash this season. <laughs> but, I mean, am I not... As, I feel like Kendall is being very harsh. I'm being honest. Like, I don't... I I think that there was a lot that happened that made me think, oh, you know what? Damn, I'm actually kind of curious about what's going to happen next week. I kept kind of looking and saying, I don't know. I, I, but that's the thing. What's going to happen next week? But when, This is the end of the season, EJ. But that that's also... I, I think that still applies. It's like, okay, well, I'm curious to see how that... This is gonna end. It sucks. I gotta wait what a year for it. January. <laughs> wait, what happened at the end of last season? I already know. I'm gonna look back next week. Yeah, what happened? So, yeah. I mean, I have to agree. Like, just in that, you know, even when we, even when we were getting ready to talk about this, I was like, "Geez, what happened with the Flash?" It wasn't even. And I shouldn't be saying that about a season finale. What a know? season finale! I should be like, I can tell no, you what happened that season finale. At the end this of this season, I was like, "All right, so what happened?" Oh yeah, the lady. Yeah, she got the suit and she blasted Flash. And they had a fight and the thing. It wasn't memorable. I can still I can still tell you what happened at the end of season one of the Flash. Oh yeah, all the stuff with Thon, Eddie Thon and stuff, and him shooting himself. That stuff was crazy. That's the season finale. That's like whoa, where are we going? It, it, was that the one yeah, where Flash? I mean, I mean that that's peak Flash, guys. right? You're talking peak Flash. What was the, what was the season two where he ran where he the cliffhanger where he created Flashpoint where he ran that back was in season time? Three, right? That was season three or season four. That wasn't that wasn't the Zoom season. Yeah, that wasn't the Zoom season. That wasn't the Zoom season. All right, so that was after season three then, or at the end of season three. Like these types of things, man, are those are real cliffhangers. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, defend the the fly. I thought this episode was better than, or the last couple episodes actually. I thought they were better than the previous episodes. Um, that that were that were just featured throughout the season. It was a lot of the other episodes were just a lot of Ava just walking around kind of kind of brainless kind of or you know evil Iris walking around being evil Iris 
and you know Carver going after Joe. This is a lot of stuff that I'm just like, you know, what am I watching? Why am I watching this? You know, and that's never the feeling you want to get when you Not to mention Joe West is like, hey, I'm back now. I'm Joe like, shows up yeah. and it's like, too little, too late. Yeah. Season's over. <laughs> right? You know, so, I mean, it's nice to see him. I always love seeing Joe, but the season's over. So, I yeah, mean. I mean, obviously the Joe West thing, that's one of those things where you don't, it doesn't, that's not necessarily something you see in a season finale. But that's just the circumstances. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm I, I'm not. We've all had our major okay. issues with this season. Now. The circumstances. It wasn't the worst episode I've ever seen. It wasn't a bottom five season finale of all time. Um, but I mean, look, Flash. I mean, look, from putting against every other Flash season finale, uh, I mean, it's not going to be at the top. It's not. It's certainly going to be near the bottom, if not at the bottom. Uh, that's uh, that's taking it without the context. With context. It was a fine episode. They did a valiant effort. It was a valiant effort for them to even get it out there. You know, I, I'm glad we got some sort of content to talk about during these times. So I give the entire crew, Greg Berlanti, the showrunners, all the credit in the world for getting it out there. Um, but as an honest critic, I'm not going to tell you that I thought this was a great episode, uh, worthy of a of a of a high level season finale. I mean, it was it was your below average season finale. Which maybe again, it's still it's still a credit. Which maybe where you're going? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it some shine. I just I I I ended up finding myself fairly pretty much enjoying this episode. Um, and I, I don't know. I, that that's how I feel about. It. I think Kendall. I think you're being a little harsh, but it did definitely have its obvious moments where like this clearly isn't a normal season finale. But I think they got very lucky in that again. There was a major status quo change for a lot of things storylines that they we have been seeing they're not stash quote changes you expect to end a season but in some ways i kind of like that because it's like okay this is actually very weird that it's ending this way but i'm actually kind of okay with that so that's that's how i felt about flash batwoman i think we all would agree with it seems like that uh that this was not your typical end of a season episode um to the point where i was i i, I got getting confused i was like wait a minute is batwoman 23 episodes or is it 20 because I, I you know now you could argue that Batwoman did have a major character die with uh, with uh, what's, with a uh, mouse, you know, him finding his end. Uh, but I, I think, you know, <laughs> whoever this guy was that was wielding the machetes, I'm talking about just a terrible villain, man. That was one of the worst. That was <laughs> was the guy named Titan something or Titan, some Titan. I don't know, man. Titan, Does it even matter? Yeah. That... Oh my gosh, man! Does it even matter? Oh First of all, the idea that the idea that a, a, a machete wielding lunatic could outmaneuver the crows uh, in a football stadium. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. Yo, this dude was taking them out like he was in the League of Assassins. The lights went out. Yo, I had a lot of, oh, I, had, I had some serious problems, man. And so then, first of and all, then I'm, I'm gonna speak out. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there, man. I oh, felt very man. uncomfortable about the crows lighting up this black man. Like that. I th- like, no, that was a little. I thought. Look, I cool. thought the imagery of just the, the crazy <laughs> lunatic black guy running around was problematic. I'm watching yeah. this. I'm like, hey, thought this was a good idea. So, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, again, I'm thinking, wow, this is season finale. So, I'm like, they decided for their season finale, they're gonna go with the the villain who had a concussion and was like, had the football player who was like Aaron Hernandez. The, this yeah, was the Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez storyline. <laughs> yeah, because they say he's a tight end. I was like, oh, they're doing Aaron Hernandez. 
This they is do, yeah. They're doing the Aaron Hernandez storyline. He kills his brother. I'm like, wow, that was dark. First of all, I'm like, why is the star running back of a high of a high D1 football program just with his brother on the loose, ra- raging maniac who's already killing people? Just, just out why is he about. just out in the stadium by himself working out? Yeah. If I had to guess two places where I'd find this guy, he'd probably be in his house and at the stadium. <laughs> right. If 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 any like if any superstar player for Alabama had a brother who was on the loose getting ready to to possibly go after them as a target, that guy is that guy has twenty four hour security. <laughs> yeah. So the, that thing was so <laughs> unbelievable. That was like your this this whole episode was like and I, 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 you know we're all sports fans so like we can like spot like the crazy like hyperbole the crazy dramatization of like, I'll be honest I, I thought for a show that I think has handled um LGBTQ issues well I thought that the line like kind of the they ran with the line that because Kate was LGBTQ she didn't know football that just seemed I was totally odd. off like that was what weird. A, what a bizarre! I don't know what to call that because it's not even a stereotype. Because that, that... What, what did that line even mean? Because I if I had to play that twice. I was like, was she saying that because she was LGBT, she obviously doesn't know anything about football, or was she saying like, don't assume because I'm LGBT that I know about football? Both ones seem very problematic, but I thought it was the first. That's how I interpreted it. <laughs> the first. That's how I heard it. It definitely was. It definitely seemed like the first, which seemed more bizarre. Because the, the second line, I'm like, that's a little. I don't know if we needed that. But yeah, the second. Uh, the second I could live with. I'd be like, wow. I mean, it's a little like, man. I mean, I don't think that's what she meant. But all right. Yeah, because I'd be <laughs> like, damn. Is it, and now because you're a lesbian, we just assume you know football. Like that's. I wouldn't assume that either. But then they went the opposite. And I was like, well. That, I definitely wouldn't just say, oh, you're gay, you don't know football. Like, what? Yeah. I, that was I mean, awful writing. That made, that was terrible. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put it out there. That was horrible. That, that, doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. I mean. No. The WNBA is mostly LGBT. You know, I I don't know how that, like, lines yeah, up. Yeah, like, to me, it would be like, oh, somebody, she said, oh, like, if I'm, she said, oh, uh, you know, if, uh, if her sister was talking about. I don't know, some fashion thing, maybe. And she was like, you know, I'm LGBTQ, like, assume that. And I'd be like, okay, I get that a little bit. But sports, like, what? Like, yeah. that was that was bad. I don't know. Like, I their, their understanding of sports, to me, was clearly very, very off. Yeah. Um, and, and mind you, and none of showed. us are the LGBT community, so we can't speak for them. Right. This is just our opinion on, on what of we course. are. Yeah. <laughs> It seemed like anytime you 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 paint with a broad brush like that, you're already kind of in trouble. We're all individuals. We all have our own likes and dislikes and things like that. But it seemed like that one seemed extremely out of touch. But that that that's uh, yeah. No, that. they had this weird like they just had this weird dramatization of like sports and like that dude being an athlete and like it was just like. It was just I was just watching this. Like you just said, he put it perfectly. I was uncomfortable watching this episode, especially knowing, wow, this is the season finale, and there were other <laughs> issues with the episode. Like, I mean, that one. Definitely, this definitely also this episode. This episode I don't think was finished because it starts with just a chase in a in a in a subway car, and I'm like, what's going on? Right. And then and then um, what's the name was there? 
And Kate was there. I was like, why is Kate here? Like, yeah, it was, yeah, I, don't, I think there was, was a like scene a, that wasn't shot. I'm almost pot or something was wrong. Like something clearly was off with this because that didn't make any sense. Yeah, I was like, did I miss something was last weird. episode? Was going I was on. so confused. I was like, I was like, did yeah. I start this episode late? What's going on? Why is there a guy running around with a machete? Then I thought, okay, it's a cold open. Maybe they'll go back in time. And then they never did. I never knew why Kate was with her dad. I never knew where that guy came from. It just that we were just we were off. And and again, it's a quarantine situation. I'm gonna give them a little bit of a pass for that. But man, if you're talking about uncomfortable. You start the episode, a crazy black man not making any sense, running around with two machetes, heading yeah, people on the subway. You you can't do that cold. That's like that can't be your cold open. <laughs> you you got to give me some more context, because otherwise that already is off putting, and then it not, didn't get any better for me. Yeah, I mean, I thought even when when they t- when the crows turned on Batwoman, and they have her point blank, and they're just shooting and like. That was that was some pathetic shooting, man. I understand she's got she got like a bulletproof suit where that only kryptonite can penetrate, apparently. But which is also bizarre. But we gotta get to yeah. That I'm just like, wow, well, this is just making stuff up. But um, but with that being said, nobody and not to be like morbid, but nobody like decided to shoot for the head. You know, that was the thing too. That that and that goes back to like smart writing like there should have been a thing where like no kate no you know captain kane says you know we want to take her alive like you know something like that right but they they were lighting her up in a way that those other shots would have killed a normal person so yeah, it wasn't like, like, it wasn't like they were blue. shooting for her yeah, leg yeah. like the first shot goes right off her chest yeah like that, they, that, 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 that they, clearly the order would shoot to kill right they were shooting her like her like she was alice apparently <laughs> so if that's the case why are you not aiming for her head that suit like doesn't cover her chin. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> they they had her surrounded, yeah. twenty of them surrounded mm. in a circle, just firing off like the firing squad and kept missing. Yeah, she had like ten seconds to get out of there. Man, none of them decided. Oh, this isn't working. Let's run in there and tackle her. Right, twenty of them. <laughs> Man, this this just, just, let's continue to shoot her while she's just going away. I'm like, this is one of those pathetic. This is stormtrooper level bad, man. This 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 episode was, and can I see you're going off like how I did last week? Yeah, man. But and I usually don't go off on these shows like that. Yeah, man. This look that moment they've been asking for it, man. I'm gonna keep have, it real, man. They've been asking for this this whole season. All this <laughs> Alice and Mouse running around in Arkham, out of Arkham. She has a bunch of goons. Now she has no goons. You know, Mouse changing his face every five seconds. It's like, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Can any of us say with a straight face that this season was better than any season of Gotham? No. I don't know if wasn't. I can say that it was better than any season of Gotham. I, I can say for certain it wasn't. <laughs> I watched every season of Gotham. I would much rather watch season one, two, three, four, however many seasons <laughs> there were, than watch this season of Batwoman. Watching Kate go after Alice and Mouse. That's not a good – the whole season, that was the main thing of this whole season was her going after Mouse and her going after Sophie. I wasn't engaged in either of those storylines. So this was also, not a very good season. I also thought that – we want to talk about, you know, we, I, we, you know, the saying goes, everything is wrestling. I also thought, what a way to bury your star talent by having them lose in a fight to just some some 
guy with machetes. Some guy. Yeah, that dude wasn't Bane. <laughs> I really was hoping. I honestly was hoping when they when they were kind of trying to explain why he was imperious to pain. I was hoping maybe there was gonna be like a venom angle. I, I really hoping, did. Yeah, I was, I was like, looking, okay. hoping they were gonna say something like oh venom something. Yeah, I thought they were gonna. I, I thought I really thought that's where they were going. I was like, okay, that could be kind of interesting. This kind of be the intro to Bane. They were just like, oh no, he has CTE in the part of his brain that feels pain. Like he doesn't feel it. Play. I'm, I'm like, so he's just a football player with a machete, and he just, <laughs> and he just, he just wrecked bat, he just wrecked Batwoman, just wrecked Batwoman. Like I, like, look, we all, we, oh my God. we all know the whole, you know, NFL concussion. They give him the greatest, <laughs> but like, Jesus. that's such a caricature that like dudes on CTE are just going out there with machetes and yeah, just that's a cutting people character. up. That's so bad. That's terrible. Yeah. That's a real, it's a real thing. They're treating like these guys are like completely psychopaths. They're just a bunch of psychos. Like, Guys waiting to be set loose. Like, come on now. Like, (laughs) wow, that was crazy. Yeah, that that whole angle did not work at all. Um, That would have been bad. It would have been a bad episode for a non-season finale if they made the season finale. Well, yeah, season finale. Yeah. Um, All right, so I'm, I mean, I'm I'm glad Mouse is gone. Uh, he he yeah. was just hold, he was just holding. The twist was so stupid. First of all, Mouse being all of a sudden like, I went out. I went out of this thing. I'm just like, <laughs> all Steven, <laughs> now you went out. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm be, I'm gonna fight you on that. I actually thought it was because I thought about it, but I did think it was consistent with his character because I think his character was always just about being there for Kate, and I think he oh, got yeah. to a point. I think he got to a point where he was like, this is no longer good for Kate. There's nothing here for us. We need to go, but I need you with me, obviously, because we're a team. And so I was actually okay with that because I don't think that he ever really was about... He's a very... He's been a... He's a child. He was a child. He some way still is a child, but he's been manipulated since he's been young to just kind of follow orders with whoever he's with, whether it's his dad or whether it's Kate. So I think here he's like, okay, I've been following these orders, but like, because that's it made you guys happy, but I, he could even surmise that we're in bad shape. You're in bad shape. This isn't good for us anymore. Let's just leave and just finally be happy because we are free. Whether you know we're not free, maybe to live in Gotham, but we're free in terms of like not being in chains, being in Arkham. So I thought his character arc actually was pretty well done. I'm actually not gonna hate on it too much. Don't, I think they did telegraph his death a little too much by him talking about, you know, whenever you got the guy being like, yeah, man, when I retire, it's going to be great. It's like, you know, that guy's dead. Yeah, you so, know, I, I can't wait to get away. Can't yeah, wait to get away. Think about all the things we could do, you know. So <laughs> when, when you hear that, it's okay. This is being telegraphed in a major way. And Kate's going to, and Alice is going to kill her. I don't know how. But um, so that that's the only, that's the only criticism for that. But I actually thought his story arc made sense. I, what my, my, my biggest concern, though, was this kryptonite deal where and maybe you guys know something i don't know but kryptonite is not like vibranium like it's, it's not, not like it's yeah, not it's not confused. supposed to be this thing where you can penetrate anything it's like completely indestructible yeah. like yeah like, is kryptonite indestructible? my understanding is, is that, that it, it's it's just it just weakens crypt, kryptonians right i've never heard it like yeah. i don't I, like kryptonians didn't even use it as a weapon in any way, like, it's, like I, know, it's just, I know that's something that I know that's something that Lex kind of has been doing just in recent, I guess, adaptations where he uses kryptonite to power a lot of his suits and kryptonite to power a lot of his stuff. Right, as a power source, but like not a power source, I guess. Not like the like EJ said, not vibranium. It's where not like, like vibranium though. Yeah, where I, mean, I guess that's what they're coding. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some level of coating and like shielding. Yeah, so that's that's new to me. I know like Metallo uses it. I guess it was like his heart in Supergirl as right. well, and it's his heart in, in the comics as well. So like, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems to have some sort of energy energy property to it, but it's not supposed to be. It's certainly not supposed to be indestructible. Let's that's keep it hundred. It is absurd to have Superman and Supergirl's main uh, weakness be the weakness of Batman and Batwoman. Yeah, like that's yeah. What what that's is that? Ridiculous. I mean, the only thing that can penetrate yeah. When when she said like, what we just got rid of the only thing that could kill you. I'm like, what? Like, Kate Kane is a human. She can be shot. She can be stabbed. She, her neck can be snapped by Bane. Like there are many ways that Batwoman woman can die. She's not Superman. She's not Supergirl. She's a human being. I don't care what suit she's got. And why that suit? What, what is that suit made of? Yeah, what's it? What that? And that was honestly that was gonna be one of the main things that I was gonna bring up. Was <laughs> that when, when, was, was like, when was her suit indestructible? <laughs> they got uh, I, was, little... I mean, I was okay, I was okay I, with that a little bit because because I mean, Bat. I, I mean, people shoot at Batman and I, yeah, well, I I've seen that. Batman get stabbed, shot, this that. I've seen it happen <laughs> in many comics. Things I've seen, it's something he's not. He's not just taking blows from swords and bullets. <laughs> shot, like, he can't just absorb this stuff. Runs out. He he couldn't get shot like how Kate was getting shot. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, jeez. <laughs> I thought you still got bullets like this. Oh, like, his suit. I don't know. I I like it better when Batman's suit that, isn't that involved. That whole turn where like they turn on her. <laughs> it's like, what's the whole point? Like, wow, they have her cornered. And they just shoot at her, and they miss, and, like, she just flies away. I mean, I guess it's supposed to do the thing of, oh, the dad doesn't trust her, and he double-crossed her, but, like... Yeah, I gotta bring this up quickly, too. Like, I was just shaking my head so much when they... When she meets up with her dad, and he's all going all crazy. Right. Talking about the the sister, yeah. The sister and all that. And he's like, she's like, we need to team up to defeat him. I was just like, who is this guy? Right. He's just some some wannabe baby football player. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, we need to team up. I'm just like... And look, we, we've we've talked about for this whole se- this whole series really. We've talked about like yeah, like it would make sense for him to bring in like an actual Batman villain and like juice him up to a way that's probably like you know, more than we've typically seen. You know, who regardless of who it is, we talked about Mr. Freeze or, you know, a scarecrow or somebody that we've seen and just make them like a season long villain. Uh and they decided to use this guy and make him like the oh, this is the foe I haven't faced yet. This, this random dude with a machete, with a couple of machetes, <laughs> like Vega from <laughs> just random machetes. Oh my god! It's like man, that one. At least make him like Danny Trejo or something. I yeah, know this yeah, guy. Honestly, I mean, you know, like, I got. I was shocked. I mean, I thought I thought Hush was the, was kind of like the, the yeah, rock, rock bottom. bottom. Yeah, I see this. I'm like, my <laughs> what is this? Wow, that was bad. Yeah, this is this is some. This is very sad. The very last sad. the last bit about this episode before we get out was. I think they're supposed to be the biggest yeah, twist was uh, when um, uh, Alice finally makes the new face for uh, Hush. When he, you know, when he pulled those two pistols out again, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" But anyway, <laughs> um, he pulled out the two pistols again and said, "You're gonna make me a new face," and then eventually he does. And it turns out the new face is Bruce Wayne. He's being uh, the cat, the actor that plays him is going to be Warren Christie. Um, if you've ever watched Alphas or The Resident, he's from that those projects. Alphas, Alphas. So 
So we know what Bruce Wayne looks like. We know that if we ever got a Bruce Wayne in the show, it would be this gentleman. When do we get a Bruce Wayne at this point? <laughs> what What do you guys make of that reveal? This is this is something that is uh, that is straight from the comics, and Hush taking the Bruce Wayne appearance at some point. Yeah, I mean, look, us getting Batman. I mean, we're gonna get Bruce Wayne at this point. Like, I think Definitely. it's a guarantee. It's the one hundred. You don't cast somebody, yeah. especially somebody that's not like Ben Affleck. Like somebody that's not like some like hugely, hugely impossible guy to get back reoccurring. You got somebody that it's very believable. He could be a series regular or a series, uh, a recurring character in a series. Then yeah, yeah. I think I think we're gonna get Bruce Wayne. We're gonna get. I mean, whether or not we get Batman, another question. You know, mm-hmm. right? That's 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 a, that's a step, maybe a step too far. Because in a Gotham situation where we have to have Batman, so I. But we're gonna get Bruce Wayne. I think we're certainly gonna get a real Bruce Wayne. Um, but this, in terms of the context and how they're using him, I, I think I gotta have Kate beat up, beat up Bruce Wayne to do the Supergirl treatment. Bruce be like, I was never as good as you. Yeah, I mean, in this video, yeah, I don't. Know. In this, uh, Gosh, where did you learn that? <laughs> yeah, right. That would be pretty bad, man. You talk about, you they, talk they, about cannot, they cannot let that happen. I'd be she's wow. Like, she's like, I was in the military. Yeah, their military training makes her all wow. better than Batman. Wow, is Robert Pattinson's Batman? Like, what, what the? <laughs> <laughs> had been work, he had been working out this whole time. Yeah, no workout regimen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited that we'll eventually get Batman. See, now that is certainly a season finale cliffhanger. It is. I don't, I don't really care about, like, I, oh, the, the episode was awful. I don't really care about where they're going with this particular storyline. I would have preferred the whole, you know, oh, we're going to bring out Supergirl to fight Batwoman. That would have been cool. It would have been a little early probably for that, but that's not even where they're going. Um, I did think the Kate stuff with her saying I got to keep the, the kryptonite was interesting. Uh, and I think they will revisit that at some point, but yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. Um, I thought I liked the cliffhanger and I'm glad we, it does seem like we are going to get Bruce Wayne, we, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, that's exciting. The cliffhanger was by far, far and away the best part of this episode. Um, I mean, that's good. You off tomorrow, but I just thought of, I just thought of something. Do we, mm-hmm. do we think we're going to get, that Bruce Wayne in Superman Lost? Well, yeah, um, here's what I'll say. Remember, Deadline reported um, that the crossover for next year will be a Batwoman, Superman, and Lois crossover. Wow. It's mm. only going to be two episodes, but that's a crossover. That is the crossover? Yes. Or it's a major crossover. I, I think that's the only one they talked about. I think it's the crossover. It's Batwoman and Superman and Lois. Wow. So not Supergirl even. Well, Supergirl is kind of in. Supergirl could appear, but it's that's it's it's going to be two episodes. One will be Batwoman. One will be Superman and Lois. So you think that could be a part of that? Interesting. Well, I that think that they're they're going to tie in that Hawkins Superman knows Bruce, and he's probably going to be like, "What's going on? This guy's not Bruce or whatever." Like that 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 I think is going to be the story, and that's I think that's. Quite, quite brilliant. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
execution is always what it comes down to. You could have great ideas, but it doesn't execute. It doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I I just hope we don't see that this um, hush. <clears throat> I don't even like calling him hush because I feel like it tarnishes. Tommy old, Elliot. Tar- tarnishes the whole storyline. Yeah. This Batwoman version of Tommy Elliot. <laughs> um, hope he doesn't just, you know, continue acting like Tommy Elliot pulling out those pistols and and complaining and 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 just being a all he does is complain now to Alice. He's like the new mouse. Yep. So it's just like whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's nice. It's a nice callback to to Hush, of course, still, but it's just it's it's like meaningless how bad the writing is right now. So it is what it is. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can only hope at this point um, that now that we're kind of a new actor, you know, maybe they hear the feedback of this hush. Though, again, there's a lot of people who have somehow liked what they've done. So I don't know if it'll be enough to hear our kind of voices who feel like this has not been a good hush. Um, Hopefully with new actor, new direction, maybe we see a different kind of hush next season. That's all we can hope for. But I think that's going to wrap this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Of course, like all of our shows, you can catch on New Generation Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, New Generation Media. On Twitter, New Generation Pod. And on Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Shamari can be found on Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. And that can be found on Instagram, ActionEJ, and Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Thank you guys again for listening in. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys.